Valverde. Now you, you crack first and then you go Valverde, don't you? Uh, I don't know. Do you crack and then go? Yeah, it's kind of at the same time. Okay, so one. A lot, Jesus. Put <laughs> <laughs> my finger in there and start to hurt. I don't know how to do a Valverde. I know, you know why? it's so natural. Ready? Stage Valverde doesn't work. Valverde. I don't know what you're talking about. Football Fire, this is the Pyro Podcast, episode 15 of the 2014 regular season for NFL, but playoff season for fantasy football. This is show 157. Pretty fired up to get into another one here for you. As usual, to my left, I've got Houdini. To my right, I've got Dogmatica. I'm D-Rex. We are Pyromaniac.com. Week 15 is already here. It is hard, hard, hard to believe such a thing. But if you're smart, you found out who you know right now who's in the playoffs and who didn't make it. So obviously the stakes are higher this weekend for the games because if you win, either you probably go into the next round or I don't know, some weird leagues that do two rounds of playoffs. But those, those ones usually start in week 14. Awesome, awesome stuff. Obviously, we're going to talk a lot about a number of the different things that have to do with a little bit of the game from last week, but we'll focus mostly on our matchups and what's going to be happening in this weekend's games. And our first game that we'll start off with, you guys feel free to interject with anything else you want at any point. Uh, First game is going to be the Cardinals are going to be at the Rams. Obviously, the Cardinals got some bad news. Ellington, the Duke, our boy. On the IR, done for the year. So if you didn't know that and he somehow is a part of your playoff plans, make him not a part of it. Uh, what do you guys think is going to happen? I guess a good thing to start with is who replaces him? Who gets some of those points? Nobody knows what the future holds, my friend. <laughs> I love that guy. Um, what's, who, who's replacing him? Who's getting the carries uh, and the looks that Ellington had? Yeah. That's pretty much it. Kerwin Williams. Kerwin <laughs> Williams. Kerwin Williams. Oh, yeah. Whatever the guy's name is. Who did you stay home from work today sick or something? You really got the audio rolling. Yeah, that don't, that don't well, I, know, I don't know how I'm going to keep up this kind of a pace, though, you know. You probably can't. Hey, so, I mean, this kid, he was just drafted last year by the Colts. I think it was sixth or seventh round. Small kid. You know, 5'8", 189, I think is, or is what he's listed at or something. Uh, smaller than Ellington. Uh, I, I, I'm not so sure I see him repeating that effort against the Rams. The Rams have been the best defense over the last month. 
So I, I, it just doesn't work for let, me. Let me also warn you, if you're out there running to your waiver wire and going, oh, I'm going to get Kerwin Williams because he had 100 yards last week, not only is this game going to be tough, after this, then he plays Seattle. So how good is that going to be for you, uh, going for your championship in your, in your fantasy? Team? Yeah, because uh, we're basing this basically on, uh, you know, these playoffs not going to Week 17. There's obviously going to be a few Week 17, uh, you know, playoff matchups for you fantasy players out there, but... Uh, ho- hopefully you're not playing week 17 because there's, you know, as we've noticed. Aaron Rodgers is sitting week <laughs> right. 17. So yeah, if you got there, they have home field advantage. They want that home field advantage throughout. Good point. Um, you know, it's, I you feel know, good Peyton Manning in the past. But there's going to be certain teams and players. You have players, uh, teams like uh, Indianapolis, who could clinch their division and potentially lock up wherever their uh, seating is going to be. And so then they don't play Andrew Luck or T.Y. Hilton or any of these guys in the last week of the season. So, yes, we are playing. This is the semifinals. Uh, for most teams, and next week is uh, is the championship. So, so during this podcast, not in an effort to make it you know faster or anything like that, but there will be many times where we're just going to say flat out: if you're playing this guy in the first week of your playoffs, one, how'd you get there, and two, um, you know, just it, it's trouble. So, in that case, if you do have a certain player that you got to go with for whatever reason. Always, as usual, go to the Pyro rankings on the site. Dogmatica does a great job. Uh, this week on Pyro Pros, you were 40th overall, which is uh, 40th out of 130. 131, uh, 131, yeah. and Dogmatic is still entrenched solely at the sixth spot overall at calling player rankings throughout the NFL season. So, always, if something isn't covered on our show here, if something isn't um, talked about, or you don't hear something you want, you need more information. Go to our player rankings for the quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, and we do write-ups. Awesome, awesome stuff. So, if you need to follow us through this game, obviously we know we're doing the Rams and Cardinals, but go to NFL.com, hit schedule, hit regular season, hit week 15. Uh, what else you got for us uh, from the Cardinal side of things, dog? So, I, you know what, I mean, Stanton's a, a little bit better of a player than people think. You know, he's a gamer. You know, and when it comes to a, a game where they need it, he turns it on a little bit. He's not going to get you a ton of points. but And I highly doubt that I mean, if you're in the playoffs that Stanton's your guy. But with the <laughs> recent rash of injuries, um, I mean, most notably, obviously, with Cam Newton, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, that's, it's a possibility that Stanton may be your guy. I know that we have a guy in our playoff league, um, in, the, in the A-League that we play in, uh, D-Rex, that, Stan, uh, that Newton is his guy right now because Foles went out earlier in the season. Mm-hmm. So Newton was his backup. He's been riding Newton for a few weeks, which hasn't turned out to be very well, you know, done very well for him. But he's still in the playoffs because he was doing so well. Now Newton's going to be out this next week from what I hear. So he's going to be turned to somebody else. Stanton might not be a terrible call. But again, like I said, he's going up against a Rams defense that's been insane lately. Right. They're really good. They've only given up one touchdown to a wide receiver in their last three games. So... Uh, you, you look at it, too, when the last time that, uh, for who's going to do it, it was Larry Fitzgerald was the one receiver who actually did really well against the Rams. Uh, he had over 100 yards, and it was Michael Floyd who had one catch for 12 yards or 11 yards, I think it was. So Damn. You, you, the, the, the fact is, it's going to be a defensive game. That's how, that's how Arizona's won the game last week. That's how they're going to win the game this week coming up. The key matchup for the key player that everyone really wants to know, though, is what's Trey Mason going to be able to do against this defense? Uh, because, you know, honestly, last week the Cardinals were exposed a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the Cardinals have been exposed over the last month, to be quite honest. Um, and you know, what it, you know what it takes, and that's exactly what they're doing with Trey Mason, is volume. 
If you get a, a running back volume against, you know, somebody like the Cardinals, who are a great defense, they're bound to break one. And because, I mean, they're very opportunistic over there in Arizona. They sometimes overplay a, a play, and there can be cutbacks, cutback lanes to be had. Trey Mason's the type of guy who can expose something like that, especially with the type of volume he's getting. Now, he got 20 carries again last, uh, again last week. He only had 66 yards, but that was against a very tough rush, rush defense. It's the same type of thing this week. You're going to play him in the playoffs because he's going to get you the volume, and that's key well, and when it comes because, to running back in the playoffs. And because he can break it. Oh, of course. That, that, that guy just got ridiculous speed once he gets out in the open field. Yeah, so. absolutely. Who cares if he can pass protect or not at this point because they barely pass the ball as is. Right, and when they do, that's the thing. When you're looking at the wide receivers on the Rams, you really can't trust anybody there because it's always a crapshoot as to who's going to do anything. This is a game you can – anyone that was thinking, oh, Tavon Austin, yeah, that was a punt return, people. Uh, and, and he does most of his damage he had uh, on the ground. He had 46 yards. Are you done, are you done with Tavon? Year. No, because I'm, I'm holding on to him for next year because it's still a matter of get him in the right fit, get a real quarterback in there. Let's see what happens, and and you know. One, I got a nickname, a new nickname for Trey Mason. It's uh, me, myself, and Trey. And if you don't know why, <laughs> it's from uh, the, his his dad uh, was in the dig, not Diggable Planets. His dad was uh, oh my god, I'm an idiot. Uh, De La Soul. De La Soul. Right. De La Soul. Yeah. So me, myself, and I will take that song and we'll track it out. We'll, we'll do me, uh, me, myself, and uh, I like and me, myself, and I because actually when I was in college, I was taking uh, an English class and we were uh, reading uh, Slaughterhouse Five. Did you ever yeah, read that? I did read it. Uh, mm-hmm. Kurt Vonnegut. Yeah, I did read it. So we had to do like this, uh, this like Kilgore Trout. We had to do a skit to the thing. So I had like a tra- Transmorphologorian or whatever, which was like the uh, the thing. And they, they they said it looked like a plunger. So I went out to like the the store and I bought a plunger. I didn't use an old plunger. Uh, put like a hat on it with like a, an eye on its face uh, to make what it looked like. And then uh, the guy who was Robert Pilgrim, who was basically like in these multiple worlds, I came in as him. And I was dancing to me, myself, and I. Nice. And soul. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> old, old, the old Bespian years by Houdini. Yeah, there you good go. stuff. Hey, I like college it. College time, like baby. Yeah, so, uh, you know what? Back to the game here. Stedman Bailey, who was the guy who was really starting to turn it on for the, for the Rams. Uh, two catches for 47 yards. Only had two targets the entire game. Yeah. Uh, Kenny Britt had five targets, but only two catches. Two catches. For, <laughs> two catches for 52 yards. Um, it's just, it's not... A good time over there when it comes to the receivers. Jared Cook, however. This is the guy i got to ask you a question about. This is a ridiculous question that I'm even proposing this tonight, and, I, and you got to ask it early because this is a Thursday game. And I'm going to ask it for me, and it's going to be for other people out there too. I'm in a, one of my playoff games, and you guys know i got Jimmy Graham in almost every league. Ugh. So, and amazingly, I'm, I'm, I'm at that point. Zero points now, for in, me in the last In years. one of the leagues, I'm not going to pull him because the replacement uh, is not good enough. But the other two, I have potential. One being Dwayne Allen, the other being Jared Cook. And I would never have said that Jared Cook would ever be on the same part, but Jimmy Graham is doing nothing right now. He's not being targeted. He's not on the field enough. So is this an, is this an opportunity? Should I take this opportunity? Over, over at Jimmy Graham? Yeah. No. Not, yeah, not, I don't not think because it's the that. Bears, and correct? It's simply because it's the Bears. That's what and, I'm thinking. You know what? I mean, against any, against yeah, any team. Yeah, you can't. I know. Imagine the playoffs, playoffs, yeah, jumping off like, the bridge. Oh, kill myself. You would be, I, I mean, you'd be shitting toenails. Your foot would be so far up your ass. Now, I know that they have a good a good situation. <laughs> Let's say I advance, and he doesn't do great against the Bears, right? But he does better than he's been doing. Then next week, is it, it's got to be, at some point, it's, it's for a championship. These are how you make her... Win or lose games a lot of times, you know. Dude, I pretty much was out of the playoffs in my one league. 
I'm out of the playoffs. Did not make it. Came down to the last game. Jimmy Graham, I think, had one point. One point for me the last two weeks in that league. Jimmy Graham was my second overall pick, yeah. obviously. Yeah. You know, second rounder. I mean, that's a real kick to the nuts. Yeah. One of the, the game two weeks ago, I lost by one yard. If Fleener catches that pass, I win that week. From if if uh, even if what's his name even has ten yards, yeah. Jimmy Graham instead of zero targets, zero catches, and zero yards, I'm in the playoffs. Oh, that's insane! Yeah, that's it's unbelievable. A huge bummer. Oh, it's a huge well, no, bummer. Talk about <laughs> the people that made the playoffs were was Stavish, who has the second least amount of points, and this other guy, uh, Barabama, who who might even listen to this. If so, I'm happy for you, Andrew. But he's got the least amount of points. Those two guys made the playoffs. And I had uh, me and Maurice, who were number uh, three and four in, in points, did not make it. That's God, that sucks. All yeah. I, I gotta tell you, it was three hundred point difference between a, me and the guy that made the playoffs. Fancy football, it's it's fickle. Yeah. All right, I mean, I'm in the playoffs in my league. I made it thanks to Jordy Nelson's yeah, bomb in that fourth quarter. Um, I did not have it until speaking that of bomb. toenails and and shitting. Holy that was crap. the dog. Dogmatically, I can just imagine oh, dude, you, you watching. You did not want to be around me. That, like hitting that, that walls. Game. Like, oh, that's oh it was time freaking me out the whole time. But let, let me say something real, real yeah. quick concerning the Jared Cook thing. The guy has not put up two good games in a row. And I'll I'll give a good game as being five over five fantasy points. Sure. He hasn't had two back to back back to back five fantasy point games since 2012. Okay. That's what I'm saying right here. Right. The guy had a great game last week. I would not ex- listen. It's a great matchup for him, and it looks like it could be uh, uh, you know something worth trying. But don't expect it just because he had a great game last week does not mean he's going to have a good game two weeks in a row. Now, but uh, well, we'll talk about. I'll the stick other with Jimmy. Later. I'm sticking yeah. with Jimmy. Yeah, definitely stick with Jimmy All in right. this one. We good on this game? Any anyone? Anything else we need um, to talk I, about? I, you know, I wouldn't mind mentioning. You know, when it, when it comes to the Arizona receivers, uh, Fitz is back. Um, he got the most targets again last week uh, of, of anybody on the team. But Michael Floyd is starting to get those targets again. Mm-hmm. And he had a pretty decent week to go along with it. He, I think he has 17 targets in the last couple of weeks. And he's put up some decent points. Nothing great, but he's had uh, you know, the targets coming at him. Uh, it's, it, it's, listen, as, as well as St. Louis has played on defense, I've also seen him play that bad on defense as well. They're on. They're riding a streak, and it's very tough to go against them at this point. But if you're desperate, it wouldn't be a terrible play to take a chance on a home run hit like a Floyd or or even a Fitzgerald. Well, the thing is, I just don't think there's a home run in Floyd. But at the same time, he's getting a lot more looks now for the, the another simple reason: John Brown has kind of hit a rookie wall and really started to slow down. Now we've seen. The other Jay Brown, Jerron Brown, has started to step yeah. up. And so now he's the one. John Brown has become unstartable at this point in time. Jerron Brown. Sheriff John Brown had to hand a, in his If you're uh, a 16-team league and, and whatever, I don't know. you know. But uh, Last week, yeah. I mean, John Brown had four targets, zero catches. Zero. Nothing. And he also got a little injured, too. So, right. I mean, that's a problem. Uh, Jerron Brown had to come in and play a little bit more. He had three targets, two catches, 48 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, which was a great pass, by the way, by Stanton. That was a perfect down the seam pass. Jaron uh, had a, a step and a half on the guy, perfectly right, in, you know, right there for the catch. Got into the end zone. Um, I, like we were saying, though, th- first of all, it's a Thursday night game, and neither of these two teams are powerhouses when it comes to offense. They're both very good at defense. I would have a tough time playing anybody in these games. Yeah, they're inconsistent, and that's Trey that's Mason. Kind of- maybe I would say he's he's an RB two. 
in this game. I don't think he's an RB1, but he's got the most potential of anybody in the entire game. I agree. All right, let's move on to Sunday, December 14th. We've got the, the early games. Steelers at the Falcons. I guess we start with Falcons. Awesome, awesome game by Julio. What a beast that dude is. I mean, just on a different level. But, obviously, after he had his best game, at least yards-wise, uh, and they almost he almost brought him back, what looked at, at some point to be single-handedly, hurt himself. What's going on with his injury? Is it uh, is is he is he done for this week, or will Julio be playing? It's going to be. Uh, it's very iffy. Okay, I mean, uh, they haven't said they aren't. They don't plan on saying anything about it, you know. And I don't blame them. You know, don't say anything about it. Uh, you know, especially uh, you know, they could they could actually take. You know, they're going to take this division. They can make the playoffs. You don't yeah. you don't want to you, you know give know. anybody a, a leg up on what's going on here. He's sore. You know, and it's going to be, a, it's obviously his hip, and there's, a, you know, obviously going to be a problem there going forward, but they're not going to say anything. I guess, my guess is he doesn't practice Wednesday. My guess is that he doesn't practice Thursday. They've kind of babied him all year anyway. Yeah, it's going to be limited Friday, and it'll probably be a game time decision. My guess is he plays, but uh, you're really going to have to watch, a, you know, all the news coming out of there, really heading up into that game because it's a possibility he doesn't play, and if, and if even if he does play, he could be limited. You know, it's not going to be what you just saw out of Julio. He was having trouble walking. If he saw towards that end of that game, he wouldn't go back in. They didn't put him back in. Um, I don't blame him. You know, I mean, the guy was – that was one of the best games I've seen out of one receiver. This, this, this is so unfortunate uh, as well because he was on a tear. His yeah. last two games, 448 yards over his last two games. Yeah. Then think about this. He's going up against Pittsburgh who just got torched by A.J. Green. Oh, yeah. The week before, they got torched by Kenny Stills. Stills. Oh, they're one of the worst pass defenses in the entire league. It's a uh, real bummer for anybody who has Julio Jones. Sorry, LaRubba listener. Uh, uh, I'm telling you, it's, it's, uh, it's a real iffy situation. And if you have Matt Ryan going into the playoffs, that's going to hurt him too. Sorry, mm-hmm. Wax. I, I mean, it's just it's, <laughs> there's really going to be some problems here with this offense. Granted, I'll tell you this. This is a really big thing going into the end of the year. These indoor games. Yeah. Makes a difference. Yeah. Okay, Roddy White is uh, is going to be a nice play in this one. He's going to get a ton of targets. Harry Douglas. That's the guy. That's another. That's, that's the guy. This is a, this is the thing. You know, if you are one of these owners, I've had Harry Douglas on that waiver wire pickup for about five weeks or six weeks ago, saying, especially, hey, if you own Julio or if you own Roddy, this is the guy you want. This is the guy you want. So. Yeah. You know, you can only kick yourself in the ass if you didn't if you didn't act on that. I mean, that that's this is a that's a guy that's just a pure can step in and and, and play the role when those guys or other guys are ahead of him are healthy. He's worthless, but yeah, as a step in, he plays and he's and he scores. I'll tell you, all right. This this game is indoors. I see a lot of points scored. First and foremost, I do too. okay. I, I mean, Atlanta being able to put up that many points outdoors, which is a rarity for uh, Matt Ryan, especially when it was half snowing the whole cold. time. You know, I mean, that's that's a really, this is a really prime opportunity for guys who have players in these two games. You want to get them going. Um, obviously, Mark Tavis Bryant had that huge catch last week. Um, I, I'm sh- almost shooting myself for not starting him. Mm-hmm. I had him in there last second. I said, you know what? Fuck it. I picked up Stedman Bailey. The guy's been rolling. I'm going to try him instead. I really thought against that Cincinnati defense, uh, they're been really good against the pass this year. I didn't see Bryant doing anything, and he didn't really until, until that bomb. Boom. Um, he had like three catches for 15 yards, and then the bomb, which put him over 100 yards, 
and gave him huge fantasy points. And, um, and gave Dogmatica shingles. Yes, pretty much. <laughs> pretty <Woo>! much. Um, <laughs> but I'll t- let's go to the running backs. Le'Veon Bell, insane. Absolutely insane lately. Um, he's obviously a must-start. Don't even really to say, need to say that much about it. You can run on Atlanta. There's no problem there. Steven Jackson, looking like a beast a bit again. The guy is running through tackles. He's tr- Every step he takes, it seems like he's putting every last bit of effort he has into it. And it's showing in the stats. The guy is putting up good stats for fantasy. Yeah. I just wanted to go back quickly. When you talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers wide receivers... Sure. The Atlanta's defense against receivers in the last five weeks, they're giving up just under 29 points a game. Yeah. Fantasy wise. Think about this. They're one of the worst teams in this sense. How many 100 yard receivers have. I want D Rex to try first. How many 100 yard receivers have they allowed this year? Uh, Atlanta, Atlanta or Pittsburgh, did you? I'm talking about uh, Atlanta. Atlanta. Okay. Atlanta. I'm going to say four. You're way way low. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna say thirteen. No, that's way high. Okay. So let's let's meet in the middle. Nine. Nine. Okay, that's still pretty good. I have a feeling that there might have been a couple of games where there were two hundred yard receivers. Well, they, you know, they may, they may have allowed a hundred yard tight end, but this is only we're talking about receivers here. So actually, Atlanta doesn't let up much against the tight. Uh, you know, uh, tight ends don't do much against them. At so all. the receivers are scoring all the points. It's all yeah. it's all about the receivers. So yeah, I mean, needless to say, listen. Uh, Andrew Corliss had a few catches for like 52 yards last week. That was an anomaly against Atlanta. That's what, I knew, that's what I knew that my fan duel was over too, by the way. Like, well, Corliss is getting the yards. Yeah, why are they not throwing a Cobb? Right. That is freaked me out with the whole Delson thing too. Uh, you yeah, two rushing that. touchdowns yeah. and then a, a quick passing touchdown to, uh, <laughs> to, to, yeah. to Lacey as well. Oh, killing me. Got, killing it his fault. you got to be freaking kidding me. I knew you were going um, to Basically in this game, it's a pretty much play everybody. I even think that Heath Miller might get a, a few catches against this Atlanta defense, even though I was just saying it's tough to score against them. I would say maybe three catches for 35 yards, which isn't terrible considering the, he's got <laughs> the Quagmire at, at tight end this year. On a lot on the season, he's a top five targets guy at tight end. Oh, he is. He's, he's a top five. I think he's number four for tight ends at targets. romance between him and Big Ben. He's getting the opportunity. Right so up there he, with Witten and Romo. Yeah, no, I agree. So, uh, Big Ben, so basically you start them all. I see we go on to the next game uh, and fire up. Uh, Antonio Brown, we even didn't mention his name. Yeah. Obvious. Obviously. Oh, it's, the best. Most catches in the league. Only guy with over 100 catches. He had year. his first 100-yard game in his last four, though. You know, So this, yeah. this is going to be his – he'll be the 10th 100-yard receiver, and Martavis Bryant might be the 11th 100-yard receiver. <laughs> Antonio, seriously, might be – I haven't come out with the rankings yet – might be the number one receiver this week. As he should be. As right it now. should be. I mean, legit. You see, you, you see deep plays against Atlanta every week. Yep. Yeah. Period. Well, the last right. thing we'll say about that game is we've been saying who our favorite player at the wide receiver position has been for two years. We still had Julio Jones. I think you had him as your number one guy, maybe your number two guy, but he was still a top five guy for all of us. Reason why explosion games look when they came. It's sad he's hurt and might not be playing now. But that guy, if you were in the hunt the last two weeks, he got, got you in the playoffs. Period. And he just absolutely smoked and lit up by himself the the two or three wide receivers on the other team by himself. Yeah. Guy's a beast. Remember that next year when you're drafting, go for the explosion. Uh, second most catches in the entire league right now behind Antonio Brown. That's Brown. awesome. That hopefully uh, Julio plays. It's the one and two receivers. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, sick. Redskins after right. after Julio Jordy Cobb, you know, yeah, yeah, that's uh, totally uh, yeah. fun stuff. <laughs> Redskins at Giants. Uh, 
you know, I guess we'll just start with uh, the injury to McCoy. Cole McCoy. Is he going to play, or is uh, RG three back in the in the mix? My guess is that McCoy doesn't play. I don't, I don't um, think so I, I'm thinking that they're going to get RG three in there. And to be quite honest, RG three is not a terrible play this week. He yeah. does really well against the Giants, um, and he runs like crazy against the Giants. And it just so happens that the Giants have given up the most rushing yards two quarterbacks this year, second most touchdowns to quarterbacks this year uh, in the run. Not that Griffin is the same that he was before, but this, he's going to run like a madman. Not a terrible opportunity Let's for also put it this way. two quarterback leads. I don't think that Jay Gruden cares. Let him run. Yeah. I don't he Go ahead. Sure. Get hurt. Make my, make my life and my decisions and, and, the, and the organization's decisions a lot easier. He's just going to say, fine, you want to run, you do your whole, your whole thing. Do your Griffin thing. Yeah, I mean, they're not playing for anything. At right. this point, the team's um, already against them. Right now, Griffin essentially, when he goes out there, is playing for a backup spot on a different team. I think he's yeah. He's sh- there's. I think what they should be doing is showcasing him yeah. at this point. What can we get in a trade for? You know, because I don't think they're married to. I, the thing is, I don't. I don't know if they're married to Gruden either. But I, I know they're not married to Griffin at this point. The guy has shown that he, the guy just he just can't pass very well. Yeah. You know, and he it's too bad. I think about this game, I, I know. I got my Sunday ticket, you know, going out on Sunday. There's nine games going on here in the in the, in the this first half. One Number one, it won't even make the, the eight uh, games on one screen. <laughs> <laughs> the Ocho box? And, and when I think of it, oh, God. Oh, this boring cocksucker. Jehovah's Witnesses are more interested. That's what I think of when I, when I, when I think about this game. Uh, I'm with you, dude. Um... What else is what else happened? Redskins side of the ball. I mean, Morris has had a crappy game this week. Uh, last week, uh, he's he's not he's not really bringing you what you'd think. Yeah. Uh, obviously, um, you know the only way that they were really getting yards for the receivers or even the tight end was when Colt McCoy was playing. So well, but the other thing is too, you had no Deshaun Jackson. Yep. Uh, Pierre Garcon. Wow. Finally, now, all of a sudden. Oh, hey, no Deshaun. I can actually make catches again, but uh, you know, too little, too late. Still doesn't score touchdowns. Can you believe how hurt that guy was? Obviously, by the uh, rotund, rotating door of quarterbacks and just the ineptitude of the offense in general. But I mean, just Deshaun Jackson coming there. Pierre Garcon. Yeah. He's one of the. He's one. He's in the running for the Golden Sombrero bitch lap, right? Garzon, yeah. Garzon's one. It has and, three. And take, it's taken like this, but that, that's not going to save you, Garzon. You're going to need more than just was it nine catches for 95 yards. Yeah. You didn't get 100 yards. You didn't get a touchdown. Yeah. So you know, if it's a standard league, those nine catches don't mean jack. Yeah. So it's like an Edelman game, right? Right. There. It's and, actually a little better than an Edelman game. And you should be doing more, especially with Deshaun out. Now here's the situation with Deshaun. He's got a leg contusion. You know, so that's those are that's a, it's a horrible situation, especially for a guy whose game is. Completely predicated on his speed, because most of the catches that he makes is when he's already seven yards past the receiver, and then he has to let the, uh, the defender, and then he has to let the defender get within one yard of him as he waits for the ball to get to him, yeah. and then he, then he runs away from the guy again or zigs and zags. That leg contusion, his confidence of what's going on mentally, I worry about that, and so if he plays, it's one of those guys that you know I'm sure you 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 pretty much have to play him. But, man, I really I get concerned because it's one of those things. He maybe tries to do an explosive move. We see it happen so many times. These guys are just 
want to be out there so bad, and then they hurt themselves yeah. even worse. Tweak the thing. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 obviously an iffy, precarious situation with them. Yeah, you got to watch it right up until uh, kickoff, which is thankfully at noon yeah. um, on Sunday. Um, but like I said, I mean, if he does play, it's not a bad situation. You know, right. that, that, that could be nice. Uh, Here, here's another thing I'll say, though, because especially with the injury factor. So all you listeners out there, here's how it goes. If you're the type of guy that the guy's going to start so you play him and he always does shitty, then just don't even play him. If you're the type of guy that always has the luck and you're just like, I'm just going to throw him in there and he does well, go ahead because then it's going to work out for you. But whatever you know. What kind of guy are you? I'm the kind of guy that I'll, 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 make, the, I'll make the wrong move, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. If I bench I'm, him, I'm he, I mean, he's going off. If I start him, he's out after three Whenever I make a last-minute change, <laughs> and usually it has to do with a, thir- a guy on Thursday night that I know I'm going to watch, and I just all of a sudden have an inkling that I'm going to be really – he's going to go off. It's usually Edelman. Uh, <laughs> um, whenever I do that last second. <laughs> it's the same freaking thing with me if I'm not – I always make the wrong call unless it's a Monday night. I'm wearing my lucky boxers. I'm wearing a shirt other than black, mm-hmm. and, and I'm wearing an over shirt over it. Whenever it is, I make the greatest decisions when I don't, I don't, when I don't have a vested interest. No, you never want to hang out with me. <laughs> if I don't have a vested interest, I make much better decisions. There you go. There you go. Um, <laughs> all right, well, uh, moving on. Um, the Giants side of the ball. Yeah. Interesting. Um, Rashad, Rashad Jennings. Jennings. Yes. Right, that's the big one. Okay, so Andrew Williams had a great game. Everyone has a great game against Tennessee. Exactly. And I think that the Giants will understand that. And now that I think Jennings is going to be healthy for this game, he did play. He got a you know a few sa- uh, snaps out there. He got a couple carries or, and a catch or something like that. Yeah, obviously nothing big, but he got himself worked back in. I think he'll have enough health to be able to play in this game. And granted, it's Washington. Mm-hmm. And Washington is very good against the run, and I'm the number two team in the league against the run, yeah. fantasy points wise. Um, but you give a guy volume against these great teams, um, except for maybe Seattle or something like that, uh, or even not 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 even Arizona though, because Arizona has been proven to be to be beaten. But against Washington, I think you could beat them. Rashad Jennings has the p- potential to do that. You give him twenty to twenty five touches, I can see him doing something. Can you do it against? Motherfuck. <laughs> now, you know, I, listen, I, I definitely think that they're going to run the ball a little bit because they got to set up the pass. But do you really need to set up the pass against the Redskins? The Redskins allow the most fantasy points to wide receivers in the entire league. If you have Odell Beckham and it is even oh. a thought in your mind to sit him over anybody, and I'm talking anybody, because I assume you start at least two wide receivers, maybe three. But two wide receivers, if he's not your number two, at least, maybe you have, you know, uh, Jordy Nelson. But even Jordy Nelson against the Bills this week, I wouldn't say, is a, maybe not even above an Odell Beckham. Uh, Odell Beckham uh, is going to rule this game. I don't, I don't like Jordy Nelson going up against the Bills. I'm worried about that matchup. I'm worried about that's, that That's one of those too. ones that's like when you have that guy, that's not the matchup that you want right now. Yeah. I love Odell Beckham this Wayne week. Simple. That's one of those ones. If if FanDuel doesn't wake up on that one and this guy shows up at like eighty five hundred or something like that, that's a good buy on him. Oh my goodness! I I fully agree. It wouldn't be a terrible call because I know that a lot of people have Ruben Randall still sitting there. Um, he's not a terrible call in this game either. Like I said, the the Redskins just give up so many points to the passing game. 
Um, Eli Manning's a great stream this week. Uh, if you have him as your quarterback, you're actually happy if somebody else is a little bit iffy or you got somebody injured. Uh, I like Eli Manning this week. Uh, Larry Donnell, not a bad call either. Uh, Washington isn't great against the tight ends. They're not terrible, but they're not great either. You can stream, uh, you can definitely play a Larry Donnell. Nice. It sounds like uh, you're all in on Giants. Nobody's all in on the Redskins, but you think RG3 might have a good game, and I agree. I think he's playing for his career to a degree. I mean, pretty, some, of the, much. some of the stuff I'm reading on that is just like, wow, how the mighty has fallen so, so fast. It's a, and it's with, a tragic comedy. Almost. And obviously with RG3 comes Alfred Morris. Alfred Morris isn't a terrible play either. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Giants aren't the greatest against running backs. I mean, they're not terrible, but Morris obviously does way better with RG3 back there than he does a... Yeah. You know, uh, sit there and toss the ball quarterback. Right. Yep. All right, go on to the Dolphins. They're going to be at the Patriots. All right. This, this is, is this is one, okay. I, I, let me, let didn't me. The, the Dolphins beat them earlier this year, right? It was, uh, they played in the season opener. Or maybe so they did. They, they did yeah, play so they beat them in the season opener. Did they beat them in the opener? Maybe not. Maybe that was last year I'm thinking of. It all blurs together Mike Wallace when had you do his this best year game round. against them in the season opener. But, Who? Uh, Mike Wallace had his yeah. best game against them. Uh, so... But this is uh, one. Yeah, the, the Patriots lost that game. They did lose that game. But this was when the Patriots were uh, in shambles, and Tom Brady should be should be replaced, and, but with Garoppolo and all that other stuff. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm in. I got Garoppolo. Jenny Garoppolo. Yeah. Are you watching. Uh, is this? Uh, I don't even remember. The, uh, reality bites. Yeah. Or, uh, exactly. <laughs> Glad you knew. Yeah. Um, you know I, your drums. That's in, enough uh, of that. I don't want to hear. It. So I got like three different playoff games that I'm in. And I got two of them that are with this game. Dependent differently, like however the game goes, the way that I think the game is going to go, it's going to hurt me real bad in one league. It's going to help me in another league. Um, otherwise, they're kind of mixed because I got Tom Brady, who should have himself a nice game against against Miami. Uh, you look at uh, the the Dolphins wide receivers. I don't like their matchup against New England's defense, the way that New England has been playing. Because I and I got both Wallace and Landry. So this is a game where it's like, man, I don't like that matchup. Edelman has a good matchup in this game, though. So yeah. uh, this is where it's like, I like my Patriot players. I don't like my Dolphin players as far as the quarterbacks and uh, when receivers. I could also see um, New England trying to pound that ball a little bit with Blum. Um, Which is good because I'm going to have to play him, too, now that Ellington's uh, out for uh, the year. Okay, because I, I don't think that's a bad play at all. I think they're going to try and pound the ball a little bit. I mean, they're, they're going to want to control the clock. It's, it's in New England. Um, it's, I think that if they control the clock and just work steadily down the field and get their points each time they work down the field, which is possible with a Brady and Blount running that ball, um, then New England wins the game. And I think that that's all they want to do going into, the, into this one. I don't think they want to make a statement. I don't think they want to score 55 points. I think they just want to win this game. And I think that they let their defense take over against Miami, which is not a scary offense by any means. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they pound the ball a little bit with Blount. They get the short passes going to Edelman. Um, granted, Miami has been awesome, awesome against tight ends this year. Uh, Gronk has not done incredibly well against Miami in the last couple of years, to be quite honest. Um, he's caught a touchdown mm-hmm. in a couple of the two or like the last three games, but he hasn't gone over like 50, 60 yards. But I do think they're going to use him a little bit in this one. LaFell will probably be matched up with uh, Grimes. Grimes yeah. um, Finnegan is still hurt a little bit. Um, we'll see if he actually uh, get, gets himself into the game. Uh, that would maybe be uh, pose a problem for anybody else on the other side. Obviously, 
But, I mean, Edelman lining up in the slot. He should probably still get his targets. I definitely like Brady getting a couple touchdowns in this one. I like Blount getting um, possibly even 20 carries in this one, which could go for 70 to 80 yards. Miami's good against the run. Um, and by the way, get an how, close how, how great is that? Like, that's a guy who was a stash on my team just like for a long time. Like, oh, just in case if something ever happened to Le'Veon Bell, I'm mm-hmm. holding on to him. Then he gets dropped, and I still don't drop him because I'm just like, okay, I'm just going to wait. And then he goes back to New England, and wow, did he! And, and it comes in at the perfect time when Jonas Gray doesn't wake up for <laughs> an alarm, and now Blunt is back to being Blunt just like he was last year. And again, from this sense, this is why I, I, you can ride him too. You can give him more than 20 carries as far as I'm concerned because he's fresh. He hasn't taken any carries. He hasn't taken any punishment all year. And, and he looks good. And too. he looks great. But Belichick wants to mind F the rest of his opponents, even going into the deep into the playoffs. He's trying to set the tone. We know Brady. We know Belverde. I don't like that talk. <laughs> we, we know... We know that we know that he just wants to set the tone where people have to game plan against something, even if he doesn't have to use it. So uh, I think Blunt has a huge game in this one as well. And uh, anything else to talk about in this one? Well, Miami. Um, who is Rebus going to match up against? Is he going to match up against uh, Wallace? I I don't know. I don't I don't know if, if maybe New England decides to just play side of field. He's he's the uh, Star Wars defense of of, of Ronald Reagan. He can deploy Brilliant him pebbles. anywhere. He, he, if, if, if Landry is a guy who someone starts doing anything, this is how it used to be. This is how the Jets used to use Landry. Oh, yeah. Uh, use Revis. Revis would cover your number one guy with a num- perceived number one threat. The other guy would have two or three catches on the opening drive, and then that Revis would move over to him, and he wouldn't have a catch the rest of the game. If, the, uh, if those two guys, the one and two, are comparable. Otherwise, he would just be Revis, take out this guy the entire game like it was against San Diego. He goes against take Landry. Take out uh, Keenan Allen. He's done. He goes against Landry. Here's why. Landry's a rookie. This is a guy who could, you can just, now you can completely shut him down. You don't need to put your best guy against Wallace. Wallace has proven that he's not that guy anymore. What is it? Five, four or five, four of his last five games, he's been under 40 yards? I'll tell you, it's it's pathetic. And that touchdown he dropped two weeks ago, uh, right in the end zone, it's like just after a week after all the Beckham catches and all these amazing catches, and you see a guy that, wow, now everyone can catch it with one hand, two fingers, three fingers. This guy can't even catch it in his bread basket. Yeah. I, I, you know what? I'm, I'm not entirely sure that's going to happen. I think there's going to be a lot of mix and match here because, first of all, if you were to put Browner on Landry, and just nail him Browner's off the line. To lose his you job, nail a rookie off the line and, and and stick him hard off the line, which is what Browner will do to him. Well, he would. Landry will become non-existent. Non-existent. Rookies are terrible against that press coverage. Like That's that. not a bad terrible. call. That's not a bad call. And if you just stick Revis on Wallace all game, yeah. we'll also do nothing either. I'm going to vote. Hard, See, but Revis does the, the same thing, though, because he'll jam you at the line, and that's exactly what he does. In the first two, three yards of your of your route, he knocks you off your route. And he holds you for the next ten. Yeah, but the thing is, if they stick Revis on Landry, mm. then you put Browner on, on Wallace, Wallace will maybe get hit. But if Wallace it breaks away yeah. from that hit or whatever, he'll outspeed yeah. Browner. Yeah. Like and, no and, and, and because this is what Browner does, right, here's what will happen is and it'll just frustrate you to no end as a Wallace owner as well. 
There'll be like three deep passes to Wallace that'll go for no catches, but there'll be two penalties. Two pass, pass interference. <laughs> oh, yeah. They'll get like 40, 40 yards, 50 yards for down the sure. field. Oh, for God, sure. To be able to get that for a long time. That's what I'm saying. I think that Revis probably plays on Wallace. Yeah. And I, and I think that Browner, I agree. If, if possible, because, call. I mean, if they just line up Landry in the slot all game, which is possible, you know, Browner may not play on him all that much. Oh. I mean, And how frustrating was that, too, last week? Brian Hartline gets the touchdown? Yeah. Give me a break. Of course. Out of uh, you know. That's the way it is. Let's be honest. Right now, I would say, as a guy that had, down the stretch was playing in, in most times, but picking between Landry and, and Wallace, it's not a good time either way. So, you know, look at some other options there. It could be a toss-up. And as we said, best secondary from a football standpoint in the league right now is the Patriots. So it's not a good time going for the Dolphins. What's funny is that um, Charles Clay gets completely eliminated against New England as well. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll stick a linebacker on him all day long, and I don't think he's a great play for you either. Just Lamar Miller? Lamar Miller. Um, here's the thing. The guy has an immense amount of talent, and he's got a lot of speed, and he's got a lot of play-breaking ability. However, the most amount of touches he's gotten in, the, I think, the last 10 weeks, 17. Mm-hmm. 17 touches is the most he's had. Or maybe it was 18. It was either 17 or 18. But that's all he gets is between 11 and 15 carries and maybe a couple of catches. If You're not going to get all that much against this yeah. New England defense if that's all you're getting. And he's I don't not, see Lamar Miller as a great active enough in the passing game either. He needs to be more active and more involved in, in the Absolutely. passing game. Absolutely. But he only gets, like I said, one or two catches a game. It's and ridiculous. it's just not enough. I love it. All right, guys. My 49ers were beat by this team. The Raiders, and now <laughs> they're, they're saying, yeah, they're, and now they're saying that the coach Jim Harbaugh might be coaching these guys next year. The Raiders, I love the Raiders, so I'm, I was happy to see it. Screw the Niners, they deserve anything. My both my favorite teams deserve what they're getting. Absolutely, um, you reap what you sow. Uh, Bears more so for cheapness. 49ers more so for thinking that they were going to be Super Bowl champions for the next five years. And it maybe looks like their window is closed. Um, but they're going to be going in Arrowhead, going against the Chiefs, who, uh, you know, obviously are right in the thick of it too. Um, and didn't they, didn't they play each other two weeks ago and yeah. smoke them 55 there's, nothing? There's, yeah. like, there's, like, there's like four or five games this week that were played two, two weeks, weeks ago. ago. Cincinnati, Cleveland's another yep. one of those. Um, Denver and San Diego, I think, is another one of those. So it's weird. Uh, Bucks, Panthers played earlier this year. A lot of teams have already played each other. I'll tell you that right now. But it's uh, weird Broncos, when you Chargers do like three weeks, two games. Vikings, Lions played earlier this year. Games, no, but literally two weeks ago, there's like there's like three or four matchups that happened two weeks ago. Yeah, you know, 49ers, Seahawks. Yeah, like all these division ones. So yeah, Dallas Eagles. Yeah, that, yeah, a ton of them. Dallas Eagles. There's the other one. So interesting though. All the talk. I, I, so, don't you love coach speak? And, and I think we knew the difference. We always talked about Latavius Murray, right? So, yeah. let's talk about him just real briefly here. Because, oh, no, no, no. One of the coaches say, I don't see Latavius Murray being an every down back. <laughs> I, I read that quote. I'm like, you are full of shit. 23 carries this week for Latavius Murray. Yeah. That's, I mean, last week. I mean, that's more than Lamar Miller had in any game this entire year. There you go. <laughs> I mean, it's got to be liking what what you're what you're seeing with Latavius going into next season, and uh, we've been talking about him for a while. Uh, yeah, yeah I mean, as, as long as he gets off the Raiders, 
I mean, I love the kid. The kid has everything you want in a in a running back. There's they have a they have, they have okay. I like Derek Carr. Yeah. I think he's got potential. I agree. Now again, you, there's a lot more. They need like 18 other positions. They have like seven receivers. Any one of those seven could actually play. Right. I'll tell you that right now. They have a couple of tight ends. Rivera can obviously play. They have some good defensive pieces out there. They, like, they, they can Which is amazing, too, because you have to consider a year ago, they had 10 new players and starters going into 2013 on their defensive front that they did in 2012. It was insane. That's crazy. Yeah. So what it proved was they were like all free agents and mishmash because they, they hadn't drafted well on that side of the ball because they never draft defense. Yeah. But they struck gold. This last year with Mack. Khalil Mack. Obviously. So, you know, that's what I'm saying. There's there's something going on there that if you get a, if another good draft under under their belt, and this is another good draft class of uh, uh, college kids coming out, you know, so it's not a weak class. It's another strong class. Yeah. So, all right. Th- this is going to be a ball control game. Period. This will be the quickest game of the week. Uh, the Chiefs are going to run, 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 as they always do, and they're going to run some more this week. I, I highly doubt they pass... More than uh, if if they Alex still Smith don't have a wide receiver with a touchdown. If Alex Smith, I know if Alex Smith has twenty passes this week, um, that's uh, the over under is set at seventeen. Yes, the over under is basically I mean, six, see, seventeen. Even when they had to come back in that game and they were they were rushing in the in the fourth quarter to put up some points, he literally did not. Alex Smith, he did not throw the ball farther than eight yards mm-hmm. in, a, in a hurry up right. offense situation where you need points he is still checked down Charlie I was I was basically laughing and couldn't believe it I'm like how is this guy an NFL quarterback it's crazy but you want to know here's the other a 15 thing million dollar year one. this is the other thing that's so sad about Kansas City who was their leading wide receiver last Jason week. Avant yeah Jason Avant so it, simply because he knows Andy Reid's offense yeah. so same thing like LeGarrette won and the fact is, Jason Watkins shouldn't have had a job hardly to begin with, even though he is the greatest receiver in Philadelphia Eagles yeah, history. For sure. um, he. <laughs> Outside of Harold Carmack. Uh, um, he. It's ridiculous that he can come into this team. They have nobody that can make an impact that off the street, week 14, he steps in and has the most receptions for yards. Of any of those guys, the Raiders, been there all year. The Raiders' fifth, sixth, and seventh receivers on that team would all start oh, for, for the Chiefs. I believe Ridiculous. that. I believe that. Uh, another player that uh, Donnie Avery uh, fumbled two weeks ago that cost me a chance at the playoffs. Thanks, Donnie. And that he had the, he had, Bron- oh. he had Broncos defense. How about Kelsey's uh, phantom fumble? That was a, that one cost me. Uh, yeah. What about? Let's talk about one first thing. Uh, Jamal tender uh, uh, knee. Yeah, yeah, what's going on? With him? He looked fine. He looked but fine when he came back in. And yeah, he'll it, be fine. Listen, it was ugly. That tackle. What, what, oh, he got bent. What, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, went on in that pile. I mean, he looked like he was uh, a folded up piece of baloney. I, I mean, I'm, like I'm in a playoff game. I'm in a playoff game with him. I'm like, thank God I got the 65 yard touchdown because number one, you didn't expect him piece of baloney. That was such a cranny pants David. That was something like Houdini would say. Oh, it's like back in the day when we used to fall the baloney sandwich. No, it's like you remember the baloney, like when you get like the big Oscar Mayer baloney and like the yellow package and you open it out and you just like fold that baloney out. I get it. I get it. The correlation and the and the use of this is, is why I'm dying. You, know, I, you ever have a fried bologna? Love it. 
Really? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah hopple popple. Dude, well, uh, hopple popple is good. I love some fried yeah. bologna in my, with my eggs. But they have that fried bologna in, in Chicago. There's like this 24-hour diner down the street from me, Jerry's Grill. It's called the Jailhouse Special is the fried bologna. Damn mm. straight. Yeah. Oh, wow. Ah, oh, bologna. Yeah, we all, yeah, we all know about that Jailhouse Special. So, but yeah, but Jamal <laughs> Charles, like that guy, he's he's, he's <laughs> back he's to fun. the Raiders. Speaking of Jailhouse Specials, um, <laughs> this is this is going to be a, a super quick game. Lots of running. Jamal Charles is going to go ballistic. Obviously, you're going to start him. What about now? Uh, huh? Niall Davis. What about him? He should probably get. In, I mean, listen, he's at Play best house, a, a flex option, but Jamal's going to get. Tired during the game, and they're going to get Nile Davis in there for a couple series. Uh, I can see Nile getting, you know, eight, ten touches, which could be pretty good against this Oakland defense. The Oakland defense is good, but it's not great. You can still run against them. Uh, moving over the Oakland side of the ball, uh, they're going to have to play catch up, I think, towards the end. So I see Derek Carr maybe passing a little bit towards the end, but they're going to try running uh, Latavius like they did a couple weeks ago, and he, obviously he he kicked ass. Obviously. Kansas City's going to know that, and they're going to game plan for him. So I don't see Latavis having the same four for 112 and two touchdowns, obviously. Uh, but he's worth a play. He's definitely going to. He's going to. He's an RB two this week. I don't see anybody else being that great. Kansas City is awesome against tight ends. Uh, Rivera had one catch, I think, for eight yards in their last meeting a couple weeks ago. His one bad game in the last like five, right. I think. Um, I don't see Rivera having a great game again. He'll have a couple, a few catches. But Kansas City's given up the fewest catches to tight ends this year. So I don't see it being a great matchup. Kelsey should have a pretty good one. Um, if they're going to pass the ball, which it will a few times, it'll be Kelsey. Sick. Nice work. Well done. We moved through that game well and gave you a lot of good information. Or as Mozambique, our boy Mo would call, the fantasy goo. Yeah, All right. Go. We're going on. Texans are going to be at the Colts. Uh, what happens here, boys? Start uh, start on one side of the ball. Obviously, a lot of great stuff. Uh, well, going to be a good game. Yeah. Well, so, well, first of all, let's start. Let's. I'll start on the Texan side of the ball. Yeah. Let's save the the good stuff for later. Um, you got Fitzpatrick, who came back to earth, as we told you was was going to happen. Um, you know, big surprise there. You know, Quasimodo predicted all this. Who did what? All these problems, the Middle East, the end of the world. Nostradamus. Quasimodo's the hunchback of Notre Dame. Oh, right. Nostradamus. Nostradamus and Notre Dame. It's two different things completely. <laughs> Nostradamus. Every time I drive by South Bend, I'm like, oh, there's Nostradamus. <laughs> so, you know, Fitzpatrick might be without... Andre Johnson in this game. Uh, that concussion was yeah. pretty severe. The pretty hit. hit. When you, whenever you get the, the hit and the guy goes on the ground and the arms just stay Still, rigid, yeah. uh, it's that's scary. That's a big hit. That usually means more than one week. Usually, although we saw the same thing happen with Emmanuel Sanders, and then he he was able to come back, which True. was that blew my mind. Yeah. But Andre Johnson's older. Uh, I don't see it. I, I I really have a strong suspicion that he's going to miss this game. I do too. And it, it doesn't really matter because the, the success of this is was well, a key game though because this game can eliminate the Texans from playoff contention because a win here seals the division for Indianapolis. And when they met earlier. The success that they had, Arian Foster had a lot of success Arian, early Arian in Foster, that game. Arian Foster, um, I'll, I'll tell you this about Foster. Uh, four of his best five fantasy games this year have come on the road. Mm-hmm. 
the other one that wasn't that, that against, wasn't on the road, Indy. against Indianapolis. Yeah. So this game happens to be on the road in Indianapolis. Sounds like good times. However, with Andre Johnson being out, um, I would see Indianapolis basically focusing purely on that run. Well, hopefully they'll have... Um, well, they should, and they're better defense at home. Yes, they are a better defense at home. But the, again, this is one of those games that is indoors. Yeah. All right, There could be some more fantasy points scored in this one simply because it's indoors as opposed to those outdoor games. Um, well, Foster's going to put up huge numbers. I'm saying he's definitely... I don't, I don't care. He's probably going to get 100 rushing. I'm thinking he's total yards, like with receiving. I'm figuring he's going over 150, and I figure he's getting two touchdowns. I still figure the Texans lose this game. Yeah. I mean, well, listen, he went 20 for 109 with two rushing touchdowns, uh, three catches for 32 yards in that game. Uh, it was a big game, 26.1 fantasy points for him. Obviously gigantic. Um, they're going to rush the hell out of him again. They're going to try and keep the ball away from Luck. Uh, like I said, Indianapolis is going to game plan for it. They're going to go all after Foster, but Foster will still be able to, to make his mark in this game. I don't expect 26.1 fantasy points, but he'll still make his mark in this one. Hopkins With Andre Johnson being out, Hopkins is going to get a lot of targets. Hopkins is going to get a ton of targets. If Vontae Davis is back, they're going to put him on, obviously, on Hopkins. Right. What are they going to do otherwise? They don't even know if they have another receiver on the team. Which is why, this is, this is why, you know, you have to understand what's going to happen in the in the game, right? So it's like they're gonna they would normally like to try to run the ball as much as possible. Sure, but the fact is they're going to probably have to to throw the ball just because they're going to be down. Yeah, because, and, and, because and the Colts are going to put up a lot of points. Yeah, I mean, listen, Houston, so, Houston is is actually listen. They're they're ha- uh, Jekyll and Hyde basically against quarterbacks. Yeah. If you are a so-so to a bad quarterback. You're doing nothing against that Texans defense. They're too opportunistic. They know what you're doing. You're not. You're just not very. Luck doesn't against anybody. He threw for 370 against exactly. the first time. If you're a good quarterback <laughs> gonna, uh, up against Houston, you're going to do just fine. You're going to do actually very well. So I do see Luck having a great game. I see Hilton having a great game. Well, uh, well let me talk about Hilton. Okay. Well, yeah, please do. Because <laughs> this is the team that he owns. If you're a Ty Hilton owner. Yep. Oh my God! This is, you should just be like doing the the any type of a dance, whatever your dance is. Is it break dances? Is it an Irish jig? Whatever. I'm Claw a big dancing, break dancer. Do it. Whatever you want to do because I do the river dance, Michael Flatt. Yes, is you do. Nine catches yes, for two hundred. You do. And you do it well. And you're doing, you're it right doing it right now. Holy! Nine catches, two hundred and twenty-three yards against them. Let me let me just put it in perspective. The last three games combined. That uh, Ty's had against uh, the Houston, twenty-five catches, four hundred twenty-two yards, four touchdowns. Dunsky, I'm a big fan of Hilton in this game. He owns that. And if you have luck, big fan of luck. Um, when it comes to the tight ends, yeah, Houston's actually pretty good against those tight ends, and the tight ends didn't do very well against them earlier in the year as well. Um, so I wouldn't expect a ton out of that. Uh, Dan Heron. Could have a pretty good game in this one. Boom. Richardson boom, could have a yeah, boom here. Uh, Richardson could actually have a pretty mm. decent game as well. You would shot not me? start Richardson. Yeah, I wouldn't start Richardson. start Richardson. You're not starting Richardson. Right. You could start here. Right, you, you're talking Trent Richardson? I can't believe you even talk Trent Richardson. Don't be stupid. Even in the short term. Oh, well. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Okay. That, 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 that sums said up. it. That's, that's, yeah, that sums up uh, Trent Richardson. Basically, all right. You got the receivers. 
I like a Moncrief this week. I think Moncrief will actually get some passes. Uh, he is strong. Listen, the, the, the kid didn't do all that great last week, but that yeah. kid is a strong kid, strong receiver. Wayne is falling. This is the thing, falling, too, about Reggie falling, Wayne. Falling. Was it last week he had the one catch? Is that right? Yeah. On, on, was it eight or nine targets? It's like eight. I think it was eight it, targets. It, it's You can now see the end is, is coming, and it's unfortunate, but this was like one of those games where, wow, I, that's where I, I, I Moncrief is on my radar in that sense just because they're in a playoff hunt. If Reggie's going to be that inconsistent and that unreliable when you need him to be basically just your third down type possession receiver, um, Moncrief's got to get more involved because if you want to make a run in the playoffs, this guy's got to get more comfortable in the offense too. Major injury for uh, Wayne crushed him. You can't be that old. You can't be running on turf, a new turf, and having the, uh, the ACL injury that he had last year and, and really continue and, and, and make it happen. It's just last that, week, it just doesn't really happen. Last week, eight targets, one catch for five yards, did not play against Joe Hayden the entire game. Right. Uh, Cleveland's second-best uh, corner, Gibson, was out. He was going up against a third. Scree or something like that? Yeah, or, he was uh, going up against, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. He did nothing, nothing at all against him. Granted, Luck didn't have a lot of time. They're rushing the shit out of him. But <laughs> kudos to Cleveland, man. They they had a that was great a hell of a game. Play. That was absolutely a hell of a game. that Cleveland I can't defense wait till we is talk getting about better and better because yeah. they're coming up next, and then we get to talk about Mr. Man. Well, anything else to talk about? No, let's, let's go. Let's, let's go, go on. on. I like it. All right, Johnny, Johnny football. football. Get yeah. the nod. I mean, oh, let's be man. honest. He should have played last week. I'm very surprised that the coach did not keep him in. I'm not. It's Cleveland. Are you kidding? It's just, they're still, it's just weird. But now's the time. Uh, the time is now, as you said, the defense is playing at a, at a, a, a serious fever pitch high oh, yeah. uh, for, for ages for this team and franchise, which is huge. Football and defense, very important things for success. Uh, bringing in a new guard, I think the way I'm going to start this game is talking about Josh Gordon. All you heard is everyone being like, oh, that was the smartest draft pick in the world when you grabbed him in the 19th out of 20. Oh, your foresight, just to think about. And I was saying it even before he came back. I'm like, there's some. he's not just going to come back and be lights out. He's not just going to come back and dominate. And I think you see that you got to play. You got to get in a rhythm, and you, you, you just can't be out for ten weeks and then, or twelve, that. eleven weeks, yeah, and not then just come that. back and be lights out. This is his um, all over again because he did play in the preseason. This is almost preseason again. Mm-hmm. The last couple of weeks, you can't just come back into football and be in football shape. There's a difference between preseason and real football shape. And he's just not in it. Granted, it's Hoyer throwing to him, well, that's and it's what, a different that, story. Yeah, that's. But still, if you had Gordon and you were depending on getting in the playoffs, I guarantee you that half of the teams that owned Josh Gordon going into the last couple of weeks that were depending on him to get him to the playoffs missed yes. the playoffs yes. because they played him yeah. the last couple of weeks. He was going to be their saving grace, and what kind of hurt? He kind of helped was the bullet that shot him in the foot. But yeah. I think. The beautiful thing about him is what you just said. Hoyer and him were doing great stuff last year together. Sure. Hoyer was looking a lot better. He had the confidence. There wasn't, you know, Johnny looking over his shoulder. Maybe he had a better uh, coaching system happening for, for himself at that point. But Johnny Football is no idiot. 
Mike Evans, obviously a talent, but when they were together at Texas A&M, that guy knew where to go. When he dropped back, it was nowhere I'm going. I'm still going to get it in the right spot. I see Gordon having some really good opportunities down the stretch here because Johnny Football is going to target and zone, lock in on him. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, this is one of those things too. Johnny Football. This is this is. I, I hope that, that people picked him up. I hope that people were aware. You know, Just remember what we talked about last week. We told you to get Johnny Football. We That's told good. you even the week before that you needed to get Johnny Football. Yeah. Here's why it's going to be great for him. Here's why you're right that it's right good for Gordon. I don't like it for Jordan Cameron necessarily as much, and I don't like it for the running backs as much because we don't know yet, okay? This is really going to be his first true test of being a starter. Going out there, you're going out there, you're getting every rep for, for the game. Let's see what you do, how you run a game plan. Is he going to get happy feet while he's while he's back there? Cincinnati can put pressure on the quarterback. You know, you still you still got some guys up there on the on the front four that can put pressure on him. Is he going to try to get scramble and go and, and run with the ball, or is he going to try to scramble to extend a play? If he scrambles to extend a play like he did in college, working with Mike Evans, then that could lead to some amazing plays for for Gordon. Oh, here, listen here. Cincinnati is really good at pass defense. Okay, they they they've just been really good at it for the last couple of years. They have they have so many number one picks in that defensive backfield that uh, you know it's it's tough to throw against them. It, it really is. Now it shows in the stats that they've given up. They have given up first of all the most rushing attempts by quarterbacks this year because it's listen. There's just nobody available out there, and you're gonna have to run. Yeah. Um, it, granted, they've only given up the fourth most rushing yards against them in those top uh, rushing attempts. But, since but they haven't played a whole lot of quarterbacks that can run the ball very well. All right, you're talking about, I mean, look at the division they're in Big Ben, statuesque. Right. Joe Flacco, statuesque. Andy Dalton ain't going to scare anybody. Uh, I mean, uh, 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 Brian Hoyer ain't going to scare anybody running that ball. But now you got Manziel, okay? This kid can run the ball, and if he isn't going to find anybody out there, he's going to run it, and he's going to be able to get those yards against you. Um, just those yards alone that he can get in those plays where there's nobody available to, to pass to, that makes him a top 15, top 16, top half quarterback in itself. You rush for 40, 50 yards, well, that's, that's right. an extra four or five points that so he's many quarterbacks in the league don't get at all. And that's why I said, just remember what we talked about last week, because when we were talking about this, we were mentioning the old man, Tebow. Yeah. And just because his when, when Tebow had 109 rushing yards and he would throw for 75 yards, it didn't matter, especially because if he had a one or two rushing touchdowns. Yeah. And and Manziel already showed you that he's got the guts to go and that uh, the rushing touchdown that he had his, oh, yeah. his point on the year. Sticking his nose out there in the middle of the field, and, and I'll take the hit and go for it. So, and the thing I love it most about about him is that uh, Lewis came out and called him a midget. So this yeah. is a competitor. This is a guy. First and foremost, the reason why I think Manziel can excel, excel in the NFL um, is because he's a competitor. Now all of a sudden he's got a chip on his shoulder. He wants to prove him wrong. He's got a great opportunity to, if he closes out these last uh, three games on a high note, he is absolutely going to the next season as a starter. I think he is regardless, but if he is atrocious these next three games, who knows? There's a lot of off-season chatter. And uh, listen, 
Lewis, Marvin Lewis is. Uh, He'll rise to the occasion. Listen, he's been a he's been a good coach. You know, obviously terrible in the playoffs, but he's gotten the team to the playoffs a bunch of times. He is. I'm sorry. Isn't he smart enough to know you do not do that? Yeah. You do not egg on a, an opposing quarterback, the opposing best player on the team in any sport. You just don't do that. It's called the wake. What is he called the wakening? Especially when you're, when you're coming off of a loss. Like Val, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. You know, listen. I, I was talking about so this good, with Stag, I was talking about this with Stag Party earlier or earlier today. Uh, Stag Party uh, couldn't join us tonight. He'll be back uh, next week. Uh, the guy has great input. I uh, can't wait for him to come back. Uh, he's a great addition to our, our squad here. But he was. We were talking about um, Lewis calling uh, Manzillo midget, and he's like, "Yeah, you know." Lewis was like, "Yeah, we don't. We, get, we don't game plan against certain players. We game plan against a team, especially you know when we don't game plan against certain players, especially when that player is a midget." You know what Manziel's gonna do to him? Yeah, because of that. A lot of bad and listen, stuff. Manziel hasn't is no veteran. I believe in karma. You know, man, yeah, it, karma first and foremost. Uh, I mean, second of all, it's in Cleveland. You know, I mean, if this game was at home, the just the crowd themselves might be able to overcome it. But they're in Cleveland. Uh, it's just, and it's a big interdivision game. This is huge, actually, well, especially with Cincinnati losing last week and being eight right. four and one, and and Cleveland uh, hanging on by a you know a thread to that playoff hopes. Uh, listen, Manziel is. This is why this is why this is awesome for fantasy playoffs yeah. because for a lot of teams that are still in the hunt, this is still this is playoff week. You're you're winning and you're still in, losing you're out. Uh, you know, for Houston, for for Cleveland, for these teams that are there holding on by a thread, even. And, and amazingly that you still have everybody except for Tampa Bay in the AFC, NFC South still has a chance well under 500. I can't wait that we're going to have a 9, maybe even a 10-loss team getting the playoffs. It's insane. This division, <laughs> this, division that we're, this division we're talking about, the AFC North, everybody's above 500. Right. NFC North, South, so? everybody's below 500. Insane how bad the NFC is Ooh. compared to the AFC in certain respects. But all right, going back to this game, well, one, some players want to talk. One thing I want to talk about Johnny sure. Football is I heard he uh, trademarked Johnny Midget, so he's oh, already he? no, he didn't. But no, he didn't. He might be. You can all hey, let's trademark Johnny Football. Yeah, Johnny you, Jazz. Let's do all these. You, you should. You I need should, to make some money off buy me. the URL JohnnyMidget.com right now. I'm, I, I own so it. What about, what you about, know, what you about, can sell it to Johnny Midget for. Five grand? Or Midget Johnny. Done. If I don't talk for a while over the next five minutes, because I'm on register.com. And, and well, gonna, every, pyro, every Pyro fan is going to own any type of combination of Johnny and Midget.com. As you should. Go for it, guys. Do it. Create a new site. You're Dude. a fantasy when you site. Make, when, you, when, when, you, when, when you sell it for 10 grand, we just want, you know, just, just give us 100 bucks. Give us a footnote. Dude, go get JohnnyMidget.com, get an eight ball, sell it to him for 20 grand. Oh, nice. Yeah. Hey, do it. No, he'll do that. Sell it to him for 10 and do half of it with him. There you go. Go around and lay it's around the swimming thing. pools together. Be a part of this journey with him. Absolutely. This. All right. The remaining <laughs> guys on the team. Who else does Johnny Football help in, in this game? It's a Crowell. Mm. Oh, you got to love Crowell. And, hey, listen, Terrence West, back in the good graces, obviously, had more carries than uh, Isaiah Crowell last mm. game. Uh, did pretty well with them. Uh, you know, it's a formidable backfield, and the line has been uh, gelling pretty well too. So, you know, this is a good time to get Crowell in this game. Even West isn't a terrible flex play with his amount, of, uh, the amount of carries he's getting. 
Um, on the other side... Yeah, the um, other side is interesting. Yeah. Though. Jeremy Hill, after mouthing off, getting tongue-lashed by his coach, yep. uh, gets more carries, is more productive than Giovanni Bernard. Didn't Giovanni have, Bernard... Same amount of touches, I think, pretty much. Because, I mean, Gio got a few catches in there or whatever. But... I like Hill more in this game, for sure. No, no, no. But, but also, have you just seen how historically bad, when you when you Giovanni. look at what Giovanni's doing, I think it was it four of his last five games now, he's had under three yards a carry average. Yeah. 2.83 or something is like the highest yards per carry average. You know, that's ridiculous. And the other game was the one that he had the last week, or two weeks ago, with uh, you know the 10 carries for 49 yards. Not giving you the production. Not making the big breakaway plays. When you look at them... He's still injured and banged up, but he wants to play because he doesn't want Hill to take the thing over solely. He's but still in the, Hill is still in the bowl. And he's, he is, but he's killing players, uh, fantasy owners, by playing through an injury. I, I'm done with Gio. He crushed right. me in that league. He I love, and you know what? I'm just happy because I, I was so high on Jeremy Hill, and I picked him up in all my dynasty leagues as like a rookie draft pick when we were doing yeah, these yeah, things. Is that mm-hmm. What I like about him, too, is that he's the guy that will be the workhorse back. For that team, Geo's going to become the you know the guy that they're. We don't want to risk you for injuries. We're not going to. They forced him into another role this year. He'll be he'll be better as a complimentary guy, but he's not going to be a stud running back one in, in that in that position. In this league, Jeremy Hill in has the ability league. because he'll be able to take the beating. Look, he's a rookie and he's still 6'1", 233 pounds. This oh, is yeah. a big man, and that's and, the way it's going. You right. you look at guys like Lacy. Although as Lacy is this, I, as effective as he is, were you watching him? That you know you were watching it all. Yeah. He looks fat. He just looks like a guy like, you know, he, he makes a couple of shake and makes so he's 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 a guy that unlike Hill, Hill looks fit. And the difference between fat and fit is a twenty yard run and a forty yard run. Yeah. However, Lacey still stays on his feet. He does. He's That's impressive. Enough. But I do like Hill Nate in this Jones game over business. over Bernard for sure. I think Hill is gonna get the pound the rock type yeah. of thing. Uh, and he'll get the goal line carries too. And he'll get the but goal line carries point. as well. This is the Bernard time has of shown year that he doesn't have it back. You know, he. I think he's still a little bit injured. What to be honest, I don't think he's stuff. all the way back from that injury. But this I'm looking at it from a purely playoff aspect. The Cincinnati Bengals, and you know, they think about this. Why did they grab this guy? Because they've been in the playoffs. Was it th- the last three years in a row yep. under Andy Dalton? They've lost every single time in yep. the first game. And one of the other things that they've never been able to do, and what you need to do, especially yeah, in that division, run. establish a run because you're playing outdoors in bad weather you, most of the time. Yeah, you've been so going you, with uh, the, the, the law firm who right. gets 2.2 yards. Who was your best running back that you had to have because uh, since Corey Dillon, who you let go and then goes and does great with uh, the New England. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, I listen, all right, coming down to it, uh, A.J. Green, what do you feel about him against uh, Joe Hayden this week? That's tough, and that this is this is depressing because again, it is you, you come off of one. This is usually what happens though in fantasy playoffs. You you get to the point where okay, either hopefully you know you had AJ Green last week. He he won you your week with the two hundred whatever yards I and, and, and touchdown. You played against uh, him, against him. yeah. You played against him, against, against him. Against right? Him. Oh, you play against him, you're done. But and then you're like, and that was quick I, done. I looked at the score. Right. I looked at the score. I usually kind of let it let it breathe a little bit. I'm not looking at the score. All I just got. Up. Where the hell did these points come from? And that's where Fuck if you're the team AJ that like had to buy and like you were watching AJ Green coming against you, you should be smiling. Score all those points ahead of it because you're not going to do it back-to-back weeks like that, especially when Joe Hayden, because Joe Hayden limits him. Yeah. 
Period. And that's all you what want to do. What do you have, like 34 do. yards in the first meeting or exactly. something? Exactly. That's what you want to do against A.J. Green. It's limit him. He's going to make a few catches. That's fine. Make him out routes. Quick sideline routes, fine. Give him his nine-yard catches, eight-yard catches. That's fine. Hey, no, give him that. He's going to limit him, though. And A.J. Green is not going to have that type of game again like he had last week. But still, um, don't you think you're still playing, you're still playing A.J. You Green. Have to, you have to. He's a first-round, second-round pick. I can't. But I think it's so I, rare. They're on, a nice little, they're on a nice little run, though, him and Dalton. So I, I, I don't think he's, he's not going to have the 200-yard game. He's not going to blow it up. Might not break along. But I think that they're doing something well. And, again, a big reason why I believe that I think A.J. can have a big game this, this week, as well as Dalton, is because it's not the playoffs. They do great right around now. Leading well, up in, losing draft pick well, slots. Joe Hayden, Hayden okay, I was wrong. It was three catches for 23 yards in their last meeting on 10 targets. Yeah. This is the, the problem. It's that, when, when, and, and He's this like is a game, like too, that, that you never have to worry about in as a player for either one of these teams. This is the Battle of Ohio. And it means a lot more to Cleveland right now than it does to Cincinnati. Now, Cincinnati, it's, it's so... And AJ, as much as I love AJ, the the one thing is, and, and, I'll, and I'll say this because I follow when they're in those playoff games, he's been shut down in all of those playoff games in each of the last three years. I'll also tell you this, uh, Andy Dalton, last three matchups against Cleveland, two of them, he's thrown for under 100 yards. Ugh. Thrown for under 100 yards. Does he? Remember that? That is unheard of. The game two weeks ago... Uh, when he just was looked so terrible. Do you think he goes out drinking the night before? There's something about his games. When he really is bad, it almost doesn't look like it's just... It looks like there's drugs or alcohol being involved. It's I'm not even so kidding. Bad. It's so bad it's that you're like, how can you play like kind of really good a lot and then be so terrible? What did you think, though, when Jason Campbell came in when he got... Uh, I thought Jason Campbell... That guy's been on more teams in the last four years than any player in the league. Yeah, he's he's had a couple of good backup games, but wow. For the Cleveland, for Cleveland last yeah, year, right? Yeah. Cleveland, remember we were like, oh my god, they picked How him it? up, and then he had like two games, and we're like putting him in the pickups, so like Jason Campbell. We really can't say much good about him. He like but the, he had been, a good game. He's, he's <laughs> been going. <laughs> he's been going through his just just seas lately. He's played for Chicago. Cleveland, Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Yeah, he's been on the Cardinals, right? Was he on the Cardinals? I don't think he was on the no, Cardinals. No, he was on the Raiders. Uh, no, 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 no. He wasn't on the Cardinals, but no, no Raiders though. Yeah, good God, no other season. No hey, other you know, milk it while you got it. Do it. Look at look. You know, another guy that we thought Colt McCoy would be out of the league by far by now. Has definitely given himself hey, a, a, a I'll Rodney. Say it again, I thought that guy was the next Drew Brees. Yep, <laughs> I'll say <laughs> it again. Right. Last thing about this game, the Rodney Pete. Now he's going to be uh, a, he's going to be a tight end. Rodney Pete. He's got, he's got an eight year. A lot of guys would be happy backup. to be Rodney Pete. He's an eight year oh, backup yeah. now. Colt McCoy. The amount of money that Rodney Pete made Holly Robinson in his career too. in his last yeah. seven yeah. years as a, a yeah, and he made his wife's hot. Yeah. Twenty one jump street. Can I get a what what? Jordan Cameron, back. Not the greatest game of all time. What was his quote last week? Like that. But this is not a bad matchup for him. Did you hear his quote last week? Huh? His quote last week? No, what? We suck. Yeah. <laughs> Our <laughs> offense sucks, yeah. yeah. So that sounds about right. But that was uh, that was, that, that was with a different quarterback. So I know. We'll see what happens this I don't week. Know that it, I don't know that it helps him, though. I think it does. I, I think it does. You know, I mean... Buys a little time. Cameron's a little quicker as a as a tight end compared to a lot of other uh, linebackers or a lot of other tight ends for that matter. Um, 
It's not a lot of broken down plants. It's just nice giving it up. But if, hey, if there's bad weather, though, and this is definitely an outdoor game, that's why I'm thinking that it's a great game for Johnny. And I was mentioning how it could be good for Gordon. I really think it's more good for Johnny. I don't think Johnny throws for more than 150 yards in this game. I think he might run for about 120 yards in this game. Because with bad weather, it's like you don't have the footing. So when you, when you break contain, you don't necessarily feel comfortable. If you have a, a lane, you just go. Because you have I an advantage. Johnny's going to have some good passing. I, I think he'll pass too, but I think he's going to do a lot more. I think it's going to be a 100-yard rushing game in this one. Why not? Um, anything else to say on this one? I don't think so. No, let's move on. No. Let's move on. He sounded so upset. Let's move no, just, on. No, let's move on. All right, we've got the Jaguars. I'm not dead, unfortunately, for some. <laughs> Jaguars at the Ravens. Uh, what's going to happen here? Uh, from a fantasy, it looks like uh, Marquise Lee is starting to round out as the season kind of closes out. And Dogmatica, you're, you think he's going to have kind of a nice week this oh, week? Oh, yeah. Uh, Ravens give up the, the most fantasy points to wide receivers. They are just, it's, it's, it's either them or Washington. I can't, I can't remember which one it is, but it's either Baltimore or Washington. They're both really, really bad. Um, so either way, is Webb still on that team? Or is Baltimore, he Baltimore at, at, at 28 and a half points. Uh, Houston's actually second most to wide receivers. Oh, okay. Uh, Washington's the most to quarterbacks. That's what I was oh, saying. Oh, you were right. Uh, you yeah, said Washington's Ravens. Yep. Yeah. Ravens are the most. Um, so, anyway. Washington's uh, bad to, to third. Yeah, to quarterbacks, yes. Yeah. Um, all right. So, when it comes to Marquise Lee, the, the guy's talented. He's super talented. And we all know that. And it's starting to play play out that way and it looks like Bortles lost Isn't it him. weird how things work too, right? He's a guy that got hurt early in the season. Yeah. Just like exactly why he fell in the drafts and everything from USC after the great year that he had his sophomore year. Gets hurt. Allen Robinson out of nowhere just establishes himself. Then he goes out for the year. Now Lee comes back in and Thank God for that happening, you know, especially for me as a guy in, in a keeper league who has stashed away a Marquise Lee. He needed this opportunity to get these looks, to show again what he can do. Because I think they already know now. Robinson's good. If you now know going into next year, and I think they will now know, it's Lee and Robinson. We got our one-two punch at yeah, wide absolutely. receiver. With Hearns as a number, a, a as, real as, nice as number three. Right, yeah, and Cecil Shorts or whatever, if he's still under contract. I don't know if he's still under contract or not, though. I'm saying those are your two number, those are your number one and two, though. Yeah, yeah. What I do think is it goes back to something you've always preached, and we did a piece about it. Well, I think it was one of the first pieces we did last offseason or sometime last summer. Marquise doesn't have that size. Marquise Lee is 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 he's that five eleven. He's got the athleticism. He's a football player. I was but he's say. not he's not that he's bigger. He's not he's not he's not that bigger guy. Whereas Robinson yeah. has that size and was able to just kind of use that raw kind of talent which and athleticism, which which works earlier. Yeah. And now Lee's kind of getting the game speed, able to watch it, able to kind of. And now it's just like, all right, this is where I got to make my game, and he's going to be a good player. Absolutely. So I mean, that's. I see Jag, the Jaguars having to pass the ball. Obviously, you can't run against Baltimore. And right, so forget Bernard about, Robinson's forget about Bernard Robinson. Yeah, yeah, the guy's falling off as is. Uh, Toby Gerhardt's come back in as the third down back. Yeah. So, I mean, Robinson's getting even less carries than he had been. I think he's gone down in carries each of like the last five or six It was weeks. hard to expect, right? I mean, it was amazing when he put up the three-game run that he put together. Yeah. It was impressive. And then they kept giving the ball. And it's tough because, again... He doesn't have a successful offense that he's working around either to help pull any of the pressure away. 
you know, where other guys are not taking hits on every carry, he was taking a hit on every yeah, carry. Yeah, and you also got to look at the opponent situation as well. I mean, the Jaguars, as soon as they start getting beat like a drum, like they normally do, uh, you got to roll away from the run and you start passing a little more. Bortles, you know, you want to get him a little development. You got some young receivers, get them uh, going. So, I mean, listen, Denard will get 10 carries again, you know, and he'll maybe get 29 yards. Is what I'm, I'm thinking. Uh, Maybe a couple, uh, couple uh, receptions. Uh, Dogstradamus. Yeah, so. I like it. Well, how, about, how about the other side? How yeah. about this? You got um, Torrey Smith, right, who was looking good with everything that was going on for him. And and he got a sprained knee. And he still was out there for 15 snaps. And they used him as a decoy. And Kamar Aiken all of a sudden emerges, and Marlon Brown comes back in, into the mix. Well, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, Torrey Smith is probably actually not going to play this week. So now they're actually not going to play him. So they're, they're talking about him being extremely iffy, and it wouldn't shock me if he didn't. I, I, he shouldn't have played last week. And, and I think those those plays where he was a decoy, it just hurt him anyway. Because, Agreed. His knee swelled up like crazy. Right. And, and so even if he were to play this week, you cannot start him with any confidence. Agreed. Uh, if his knee swelled up like crazy by trying to make a go of it last week, they're not playing him this week. No, it is. You're only using him as a decoy, and, and again, you're only doing that if you're really in a major playoff hunt and yeah, they're not. everything in the world. That, that's not where they're at right now. Yeah. So, yeah. so Baltimore is going to use Forsett quite a bit. They'll run him. Up. What do you think about Kamar Aiken? Is a guy that people are just like jumped off off the off the off the grab and you you, you, um, pick, you, you pick him up off of waivers, and you sit there and you go, is that a guy that you can? If you were starting Torrey Smith, that was the only guy that you could get. And the rest of your I receivers mean, are crap. Are, 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 are probably close to the same par uh, as him. That's a at least real they're going crap. against. At least they're going against Jacksonville, though. So I, I'll tell you, it's uh, either way. That I think that that's a, just a real crapshoot. Either way, um, I do too. And I always worry about a guy too that, that has a, a great game like that on the blow up. Yeah, what's going to happen now that teams actually could prepare for him? They didn't prepare for him. They prepared for Torrey Smith. Torrey Smith was a decoy. He snuck around to get a lot of those catches early. I, I don't know. Soundbite of the week from uh, from Steve Smith, uh, Stevie Fist, mm-hmm. senior. Did you guys re- hear about this? No. Was uh, he mad about he, getting bitch No, slapped? he start, started uh, bitch. Uh, he started uh, getting in a banner with a fan, a heckler, heckler fan one. And basically, this the soundbite that they got on was, "It'll only take me one punch." <laughs> <laughs> He's basically just telling like, let's go, get down here, it'll take one punch. Oh, oh that's that guy. He must, oh, he must have been pissed off that I bitch slapped him. Oh my god, I'm so, this guy, he's, he's unbelievable. When, when his career ends, he's going to be like Brett Favre. He's going to get all jacked he's up. He's going to be gonna, in the MMA. You're going to see him? Yeah, he's going to be like, he's going to do something. Unlike like Herschel be... Walker, who's the cerebral fighter, Yeah, he's just going to be the crazy man. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, I love him. Alright, all Kamara right. Aiken, 6'2", uh, right. six, six, 215. Got good size, you know. Obviously, he's got he's got potential to him. He's actually had a couple of good weeks in a row. He had over fifty yards uh, the previous week okay. as well. So he's one of those type of guys that it's is sneaking up a little bit with Tory being out. Not a terrible call. It being at home, Flacco's obviously a lot better home uh, home quarterback. We all know that. Yeah, we know that. Um, so it's not. It wouldn't be a, a a terrible play, I guess. But you're you're really grasping at straws. Yeah, with I that agree. One. You know, I mean, it's. I, I, I see it being a, basically a running game. Baltimore's going to stop Jacksonville on offense. 
Um, the Forsett's going to get the ball quite a bit. He's going to be a top 10 running back for sure for me, if not top seven. You know, I mean, the guy's going to get the ball. <laughs> top 15 for many weeks in a row. Yeah, top, uh, yeah, as well as he should be, yeah, you know, yeah. and everybody knows that. Uh, question I don't know is, if they do. I don't know if they, everybody does know that. Really? The, the, the Forsett, he's a top 15 guy for sure the last, you know, no, I six, agree. seven, eight, nine weeks, you know, for sure. Um, the, other, the other guys, you know. Why the fuck would I ever trust somebody who would leave me holding my cock like this? <laughs> Sounds like me on so many weeks. Yeah. Sunday, I just, I'm just gonna put that on repeat in my head. Yeah, it's already on repeat in my head. Yeah, and then uh, sometimes <laughs> I actually am holding my cock in my hand. But that's usually in the very beginning of the day. That's yeah. a good thing. And the end. <laughs> Guys, someone's got to knock out that morning wood. Sorry, everybody. What's up? Yep. Uh, the, the rest of this game, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't even know what else to say. Oh, Daniel's going yeah, oh, to have a decent game. Uh, Baltimore's awesome against tight end, so I wouldn't expect uh, Mercedes Lewis or Clay Harbor to do anything for you. Well, let's move on. Let's go to the Packers uh, and the Bills. Obviously, you guys said earlier, let's just refresh that. Jordy Nelson going up against the tough Bills defense. Bills defense, from a fantasy standpoint, have been awesome. They have been putting up some great points for me and other owners. Uh, what else do you think? I mean, is 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 Rodgers impenetrable at this point? Where it doesn't really matter. Is he going to light it up, or is this? Are you worried as a Rodgers Jordy uh, owner going up against? You know what? I, I I'm not as worried about a Rodgers. Uh, I'm more worried about a Jordy because Rodgers has weapons. He'll find the guy that's open. I, I'm not worried about that. And the Bills are traditionally a better team against the run, so they force you to pass anyway. But what they've been doing um, in the last three weeks, receivers have 38 catches for 465 yards, zero touchdowns for wide receivers in the last three weeks. So how about this? The Bills have only allowed one 100-yard receiver on the season. One. Impressive. That's impressive. You know, so, and they've played against some good teams. Yeah. Uh, they shut down, that's, that means Brandon Marshall, uh, Alshon Jeffrey, or first game of the season uh, against Calvin Johnson against the Detroit Lions, Golden Tate. Um, By the way, are you going to be? Oh, we'll talk about it when we get there. We'll talk about the last games. Never mind. Sorry. Okay. Oh, at the, do you think? Do you am think, I going to be at the game? I'm yeah. No. No. I'm done for the year. I'm not going to any more. Bears right, we'll talk games. about it later. So no, I I would rather be sitting at home. And, and uh, your you cock in your hand. <laughs> well, sometimes that would be good. In or somebody's hand, have myself a <laughs> bell bear day in your hand. I was wondering when you were gonna call. That's why I got my cock in my hand. I'm calling <laughs> right now. Talk me through this. So, so Jordy, I worry about. I worry about the individual Phone wide receivers. There, guys. You, you have to, you know, as far as any Lacey, too, this is not an ideal matchup, you know, uh, against a, a tough Bills defense. So I think the points will come for, for Rodgers. I think that you're going to start all your main players anyway, no matter what. Rodgers, uh, Cobb, Lynch, uh, Lynch Lacey, uh, and Nelson. Those guys are, are bona fide, 100% yeah, of your starting. 100%. Just know that this is, this is a... Buffalo, you might get a ridiculous snowstorm too. You never know that that place gets. Well, they're saying snowing. they're saying part two of that east. Are they east, saying it? Yeah, I don't know if it's happening on that Sunday, but coming up is another East Coast forty-nine inch dumper. Uh, Holy crap! Yeah, it's. it's, they, it's I mean, it's the amount of snow that they get, it becomes 
a torrential rainstorm that's snow. They'll get like two inches in an hour, three inches or five inches in an hour. Uh, probably even more than that. They'll probably get like a foot in an hour. I don't know. I have one of the designers yeah, that works it, it, it with, in my shop is from Buffalo, and he's showing me all sorts of pictures it's from disgusting. his parents' house from inside the window. He's like, "Yeah, that's the upstairs one." I'm like, "What?" It's if like, we yeah. were based in Buffalo, we wouldn't be based in Buffalo anymore. <laughs> no, sir. <laughs> so, uh, I would have no ties. I'd say, you know what? You want to go to California? Be out by the coast? Sure, let's go. Have yeah. a party. We'll have a few uh, laughs. Someday. <laughs> someday soon, baby. Or we'll start up an illegal <laughs> gambling site <laughs> under Pyromaniac. We'll do an illegal gambling site, and we're just going to have to move to Bermuda. That sounds good to me. Holla, we never can come back, so you <laughs> Pyro fans will have to come visit us. I got a friend in the Caymans. <laughs> <laughs> And just to, just to um, explain a little better what the Bills did last week to Peyton Manning. Mm. Um, Peyton Manning last week had zero touchdowns. And obviously every fantasy owner in the world who has him knows that. Two points. Last week, Drew Brees only had one touchdown. The last time that Peyton Manning and Drew Brees combined for less than two touchdowns in a week. 2008. Wow. It was mid-October 2008. The hundreds of games that those two guys have played in is this that, Is that when Peyton didn't throw a touchdown? It's only again? happened three times. Is that the 51 games ago when Peyton last didn't throw a touchdown? No, it was, nah, it was even before that. But it was before that. 2008, wow. that's six years ago now. That's way wow. more than 51 games ago. Well, he missed a year, remember? Yeah. Still more than that. It's still way more than that. <laughs> Get your man. No, it's still that. way more than that, which is too bad. Middle of 2008, man. and it's so weird to think it's 2014. I still think it's like 2002. I agree. But it, it, it was that was six years ago. Even with the missed year, that's way more than 51 games ago. So I mean, that's that's crazy. That's what the, the Bills do. I mean, Grand. I don't know. Strangely, Drew Brees in that week in the middle of 2008 was also against Carolina. Kind of a, a, weird, a weird little thing, but uh, yeah, that's how good the Bills are on defense. Just this is like this is like that better. whole Kennedy Lincoln thing. Uh oh, uh oh, boy, there it is. Oh, sorry, I didn't. Need... <laughs> what the fuck are you gonna do? He's gonna do a sneak Valverde. You tried, but you know what? I was prepared. There you go. Well done. Well done. Anything the, else? Well, the one thing I'll ask: uh, a, a stat to, to to look up if you guys don't mind as we get on to other stuff. One of the things they showed last night on Monday Night Football was the fact that uh, through 100 games, both Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre yeah, are are the record. same exact record. Question: I was thinking the one thing they didn't say: what was their age? How old was Brett Favre? Because Rodgers 31. Yeah, no, no Rogers was younger. Way yeah, younger. so so way younger. Not yeah. way, I don't know so if it was like, way younger. Like, like he, is Rogers, Rogers if he plays for another like eight or nine years? Could he be doing some of these records? Well, but that, that Favre a, he, the difference is is that Favre was such a gunslinger. Yes, because Rogers is is more of a technician type quarterback. So he's the guy that later in his career will still have success, and Favre did too. But Favre's you know while he's got the most career completions. He's also, got the most, yards, he's also got the yeah. most interceptions. Uh, yep. You know, Rodgers is never going to be that guy. Yeah. Rodgers, you know, how many times do you see Favre throw 20 interceptions in a year? That's not Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers won't be in the top 50, 40 in interceptions. Ever. In yeah. But could he, given the age, and obviously a lot of has to happen, has to stay it's healthy. different NFL too, though. Yes, he yeah. Because of those stats with the new is NFL. Is he a guy that could beat Favre at the end of it and own the foot? No. 
It's that's possible. Just because Manning, Manning is Manning going to play enough? You know what? It's, it's possible because so much. Think about it. The years that he's had, right, uh, Rogers, from his start. So many, probably a lot. I don't even know. You, you baby dog, you can look it up. The amount of passing yards that he's had in this time, I'll bet you, per average per game, is way higher than what Favre's was. Because of just and, and Rodgers, it's amazing too. He's not even the guy that. I like thrown. the way you just gave Dog an impossible thing to look right, up. But it, yeah, but, you could probably just look that up though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, I'm still like trying to. You want to sneak a Valverde on me? You want to sneak a Valverde on me? I'm going to stick you with a oh. hard with a hard stack. So what know? am I looking up exactly? Nothing. Yards, <laughs> nothing. You're not. Okay. It's an impossible thing to find. Rogers, but Rodgers also find. Yeah, it's interesting to think about. But Rodgers has definitely thrown for a higher yards per game average. So. If you advertise it over and if you look at the way the league is going and you say, wow, how passing has consistently gone up as far as yardage and stuff, yeah, it's conceivable. Will it happen? Well, health and everything else will depend on that. Bill's offense. Let's talk about them briefly and then we'll move on to the next game. Fred Jackson is going to get a lot of volume in this one. They're going to keep the ball dry as hard as they can yeah. and keep the ball away from Rodgers. They're going to run the ball. They're going to get him. Hey, the, he gets, the kid, they, the kid they caught 10 the passes. They more than any team in the league. Fred Jackson had caught 10 passes last week. They, okay. they throw the screen more than any team in the league. Plain and simple. Um, so he's going to get a, a lot of play. I wouldn't shock me if Bryce Brown got uh, some play in this one as well. Um, he'll only have like four, you know three, four, five carries in the game, but they're going to try and get him that ball too on, on screen plays. Uh, that's just that's what's going to happen in this game. I don't see. Uh, I mean, I, I tried to predict that Robert Woods would have a good game last game because. <laughs> Yeah, Doesn't it suck that you have to do that every week? Every once in a while. But he, but he was a guy that, that looked like I thought that was I thought it was a good call because if you looked at his Ascension. how he was trending and he was everything was going good. Uh, he's an average going against Denver, who has been traditionally allowing those guys to have a lot of yeah. It, it was set up. I was right. I was dead on with Orton with what he would do. He would get all those garbage time yards and a couple and touchdowns. Um, I just I didn't see. Watkins having the hundred and some odd yard game. Uh, I thought he would be kind of. I thought uh, looking at it. Sorry to interrupt you. I thought that was the best game he played as a pro. Just seeing his routes, seeing some of the he catches, seeing the, the plays that he was making to get extra yards and make it was the it was it was an it impressive. Look good. It looked like he was going to be around for a while. Mama, Mama Soprano had had some words for you about Robert Woods too. Oh, for you. Yeah, you made me. a mistake. Poor <laughs> you. Yeah. Well, shit happens. Um, moving on, I think from yeah. this game. Let's I, move on. You know, Let's move you're, on. St- you're starting the guys, but you know, it's a kind of it's kind you of. expect the most out of everybody, out of anybody in that game, to be honest. And All the right. same goes for this one, dog. Introduce this next one. Oh. I feel the same way about it. I don't think there's that many plays here. Bucks and Panthers. Now this this game, I don't. Especially well, we'll now, especially now that Cam Newton has yeah, got the but issue. First, got to mention Cam Newton got in a car accident, uh, car flipped, uh, injured. Uh, uh, I heard two fractured vertebra. Yeah, the same thing that happened to, to Romo earlier this year. Mm-hmm. Um, from what I've heard, he's. Uh, almost, almost definitely going to be out this week. Um, it wouldn't shock me if he was out for uh, maybe two, two more weeks or three more weeks, depending on if. It's almost even... what if, if he's he's not like in your RG three, right? He's your franchise quarterback. Yeah. How many wins you got on the year? Four. Yeah, I understand the playoffs are still in in, in grasp potentially. In this division pot- potentially, but but is is it worth risking your future? No. I'm, I'm at no. So I I I think you'd be absolutely foolish. To, to 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 start Cam Newton this week, I think 
after this situation, you bench him. You go with Derek Anderson. You, you know, straight. Derek Anderson started that first game of the year when Cam Newton wasn't available. Who'd they play? Okay. The same team they're playing right now, That's Tampa right. Bay. Right. So Cam Newton has not been able to face Tampa Bay this year. But Derek Anderson in that game uh, threw for two touchdowns, and I want to say, without looking, 280 yards or something like that? 260, 280. Uh, Kelvin Benjamin had a great game. Uh, Greg Olson had a great game. Eight for 86 was or something. was a great game. Eight for 81 and touchdown. Yeah. Eight for 81 touchdown. Um, yeah, so I mean... Derek Anderson can still play. Can, I mean, the, the guy isn't a terrible quarterback. He's that's tall. why I think it's not a bad, it's not a death sentence for Olsen. And look at Olsen too. Especially, it's too bad that that uh, Cam got hurt because we talked about that last week too. Uh, New Orleans normally shuts down the tight end, and Olsen was great in that game. Absolutely, it was um, strange. Yeah, yeah. So you know, bucking the trend. Bucking the trend. Uh, I- and again, the other thing about with with, uh, with 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 uh, Derek uh, Anderson, I like it better for for uh, especially for Olson as opposed to a Kelvin Benjamin because even though Benjamin's had the great year and everything, Anderson's not throwing the ball to him. Well, man, no, Anderson did, uh, Benjamin had a great game that first game. Strangely, uh, well, was, everyone had a great game that first game. Yeah, everybody had a great game that first game, but Benjamin did just fine in that first game. Um, he got the targets. And that's, yeah, I don't know what it is too, because I know that Anderson came in, in like three other games, six for ninety-two with a touchdown. Yeah, and Anderson came in for oh, that's that's okay. Well, then yeah, I'll take it back. Targets. I'll take it back. But Anderson had come in for like three other games, uh, and and I just don't know who he was targeting. Who's his main guy? You know, but it's going to be those two guys. It's not going to be anybody else. Big receivers had, tend to do well against Tampa Bay. Uh, in the secondary, so you know, I like a, I like a Benjamin in this one. You know who I'm targeting? I know I, I love him too. Don't give me that smart alecky shit. All right, so with Cam Newton out, um, who does it hurt? I, like I said, I don't think it hurts Olsen all that much. I don't think it hurts Benjamin all that much. Who it hurts, I think, is uh, Jonathan Stewart, who is finally. Starting to come into his own, it seems like. I've, obviously, last week was insane. 20 for, like, 155 and a touchdown. I, I was great. I had a buddy of mine, and uh, he, he uh, texted a three-way text. Uh, my buddy Popper, it was me and France, uh, the other two guys. And he goes, who do I start, Stewart or Colston? I go, you're going Stewart. And, and my other buddy goes, you're going Colston. And then, the, and, then, and then the other one was the question of, it was like uh, you're going Golston. It was, it, it was Vincent Jackson or uh, Stedman Bailey, and I go V Jacks all the way. He goes Stedman Bailey. I just want to be on the record. And I go, are you just saying exactly the opposite of me just to confuse Popper? He goes, he goes, no, no, I really believe it. I just want to be on the record. I go, okay, <laughs> on the record, you were wrong. Yeah. Wrong times two. And then, he, and then he sends a text midwinter. He goes, I hope you listen to Wise uh, because he knows what he was talking about. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I listen, the guy had a career day, you know, 20 for a 155 and a touchdown last week. However, with Cam Newton out, uh, it's obviously I, I, they're going to bunch the line. They're yes. not going to, you know, think that Derek Anderson's going to beat them. So I don't see Stewart having the greatest day. Like I said, I think Kelvin Benjamin and uh, Greg Olson are fine. Um, if you're a two QB league, whatever, maybe a Derek Anderson, who cares? Going to the other side, Tampa Bay. Um, Doug Martin's getting his play. You know, I mean, last week obviously wasn't anything and nobody was going to do anything against Detroit uh, concerning the running backs last week. But Doug Martin has been getting his play. He's been getting the volume. 
Um, Carolina's defense, when it comes to rushing the ball against them, they give it up. So it wouldn't uh, shock me if uh, Doug Martin had a decent day. Not a great day, but a decent day. Charles Sims could have a decent day. You can catch the ball and run the ball against Carolina a lot better. They give up a lot of receptions to the uh, running backs. As far as the uh, wide receivers go for uh, Tampa Bay, you got to like what Vincent Jackson has been doing. He's got over 100 yards in two of his last three weeks, but he's not getting touchdowns. Those are all going to Mike Evans. Uh, you know, so, you know, if you're looking at the two receivers, though, here's why Vincent Jackson's having all the success. Mike Evans has proven. Yeah. He's the guy. He's the man. Yeah. Defenses now are giving him the double coverage. They're giving him bracket coverage. But you know what? They get in the red zone. They still find a way to throw the ball. He high points that ball. He puts his toes down just as good as as a 10-year veteran in the league. He is awesome. So... I like, again, Vincent Jackson to have a decent game here against Carolina, but when it gets to the red zone, I think it's going all Mike Evans again. I agree. I, I think they both have a pretty darn good game in this one. You know it's you know that McCown's going to be uh, tossing his way, although I've heard a little bit of talk that now that Tampa Bay is, I think, officially eliminated, even though they're in that crap division, I think they are officially eliminated yeah. from the playoffs. They are. Yeah, they are. Um, they might take a look at Mike Glennon. So if it goes back to Glennon... Well, think about this, too. Tampa Bay, this is the other thing. I, I say, if Cam Newton was going to start, I was writing my write-up on him before the car accident. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And you look at this, you can. Tampa Bay is in the number one position for the draft pick right now, overall. You know there's like four other teams that are also 2-11. Yeah. and 11. So that's high competition to be bad. That's a lot of bad. Tankapalooza. Right. So you're in the lead of Tankapalooza. Do you want to win a, a lousy game in a division against a horrible team? I could easily see them. You want to pull a Chicago Bears since we talked about? No, you don't. Well, they they will. Yeah, they have Lovey Smith. Just, yeah. They have Lovey Smith. Yeah, they might pull a Chicago <laughs> Bears. Right, they're right. gonna win no, the no. damn game. Oh, of course. No, oh I didn't even to. think about it. Oh no, they're they're they will win the game. Yeah. Oh, they're gonna win at least one of them. Oh, they're they're, they're, they're gonna shoot themselves out of the number one pick. End up with the twelfth pick. No, no, no. They're no, no. It won't be that bad. No, no, no. It won't be that bad. But literally, it could be that they have the number one pick going into the second to last week of the season and they finish and have the number seven pick and the Bears are picking eight. <laughs> <laughs> they but have think four wins and the Bears have five. Think about this. I think we know that that team, maybe I'm wrong, maybe they think that Glennon or uh, or McCown can, can do it, but they're probably going to go pretty high on a quarterback well, no, next no, year. McCown was, how, he's 35 years old. And he's, he a was, great, he's a great backup for him for $10 million. Let him, right. He's a great leader. He's a great locker you have presence. To play Glennon he's to a great find guy out that's if gonna, you're going to go forward with him or you need to go and maybe, because if you're going to have a high of a pick, then he's Mariota a perfect, is, he's a is a guy mentor. that's got to be on your, on your radar right oh, there. Oh, absolutely. The, the, the thing is, is that this week... And then, and then with those wide receivers. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. But with those wide receivers, if you've got Evans and a VJAX... He's got to replace VJAX soon, though. He's got, a, he's got, a, he's got a few more years. I know, but you need to find another guy, too. No question, but you need the quarterback. I think I just think <laughs> they got a good wideout situation. If, and the, you know what? If they could develop Austin's Fair and Jenkins... That's not a terrible tight end either to, for a situation for you to have. They so, need a speed guy, though. Yeah, 
Well, yes, ag- agreed. They can't just have two gigantic wide receivers. And they need a new no coach that knows how to coach all right, that. Th- that's beside all the point. <laughs> I think we're done with this yeah, game. Move on. I, don't, I don't see a whole hell of a lot else to talk about. Jets. I want to talk about this game so bad. Okay, Jets and tight ends. Go for it. We don't Titans, really need to Titans. talk about it. This is not much to talk about, but there is something to talk about here. Do it. Revenge. It's revenge. Yeah. You have Chris Johnson on your team. You start him this week. He will run for 150, if not 180, if not 220 yards against the Titans. 2,000. 2,000. 2,000 yards. In one game. CJ2K again, baby. Oh, my God. He's, he's the graphic for this week in Dogmatic. In, in, you know, I ask every week about money. I'm like, so who should I do for the graphics based on your rankings this week? Is CJ, Chris Johnson, parentheses. Revenge game. That's <laughs> all. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I give you choices. Fucking punk ass pieces of shit. Would you forget our captain? Why don't you call for help in your radio mic, fucking rat? Oh, God. Oh, God. He's coming home to kill the rats. Uh, rats I'll give you choices. Over. I mean, it didn't have to be CJ. No, I, know, I, I know, love I know, the revenge factor. I know. You know, he, I mean, I still think that Chris Ivory's going to have a great game. And I, I think know. Chris Ivory's going to get the majority of the carries. But I think CJ2K, revenge factor, does his best in this game that he gets 15, 15 20, to 20. Thank 15 you. to 20 touches. Absolutely. And that's enough to do something against He's this He's going to have three runs of over 20 yards in this game. One shot, man. Tennessee can't stop anyone on the ground. Agreed. They're the, it's, it's, it's disgusting. When you go and you watch them, and, and here's the other thing, too. This game is just. Uh, I'll, I'll close out this game because it's it's a complete disaster. Please do. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what about. Zach Mettenberger is no, on this no, game. You have Jake Locker, who is the ultimate in turnover uh, of, of madness. That guy turns the ball over more than anybody, and you have him going up against a, a team in. Uh, well, first of all, do you know that Locker's been in five games? He's already got ten turnovers, and he hasn't even played in full games, but he's got ten turnovers. Five That's, games. No, not a shot. Seems like he does. That. Um, the. The Jets have allowed 29 touchdown passes to quarterbacks and have only intercepted five passes. Yep. So you have Locker and the Jets, two complete opposite forces. One guy that just turns the ball over more than other, anybody else. One that lets anyone score touchdowns on him and can't intercept the ball. This is going to be a play where Locker throws the ball, it gets intercepted, the Jets fumble it, it gets picked up, it gets fumbled again. They're just going to exchange the ball. It's like offensive-defensive inertia at the wrong time during during this. Kendall game. Wright might play in this game if he does. I guess you would you could consider him a good a good play because the Jets are so bad and because Justin Hunter's not there and it's the only one he'll throw to. But the guy he's had one great right. game and one, one guy, okay game. There's one guy that you can start. I don't think you're it's happy Delaney Walker on on that side. Yeah, because the amount of targets that Jake Locker throws his way yeah. is insane. Derek Hagan ain't, ain't such a bad call either because he's a a guy that you could throw a quick easy pass to and he'll make some yardage out of it. Um, if, you if you don't fumble the ball before you throw it, still in the league. Yeah, that guy's yeah. carved out. He's carved out one. It would not shock me if there were eight turnovers, eight touchdowns in this game. I'm telling you, all all the touchdowns and, and four and three or four of them were by the defense. Defense, yeah. So one's play on all the deep. Play the defenses in this one, even though it doesn't look good. Play them both because they're both going to rack up some points for you. That's awesome. You'll, you'll get a blocked uh, kick of some sort in this game. I don't like, uh, by the way, Bishop Shanky. No. 
No, not no. at all. Oh, by the way, he's he'll like... have 20 carries for 5 yards. He won't even have 20 carries. He'll have no, 10 carries like, for 15 I mean. yards. I was kidding, but... Yeah. He doesn't... He, yeah, let's move on. All right. Hey, I'm going to... Percy Harvin is uh, pretty much done for the year, I think. So. Yeah, he's a very, very doubtful to play this game, and I doubt he plays. He's like he's done for the year. Good grief. All right. All right, well, what I want to do is introduce here, uh, did an interview via the phone, and I will be honest, the the audio sounded like crap. I was in a long meeting that ran over and did an interview with this fella. Uh, His name is uh, Cenk Uyghur, and he's basically from the Young Turks, which is one of these awesome, it's an awesome, awesome YouTube site. Uh, It's basically, they, they, they claim to be the largest online news source in the world, show in the world. And you'll see him on a bunch of shows running from uh, on Fox uh, with, with, with some of the pundits there, as well as being uh, talking to you know uh, Bill Maher. And he does a lot of political stuff. Amen. Uh, but great, great, great show. Great names, Maher. Great, yeah, Maher, yeah. Yes. I'm terrible, dude. <laughs> um, it's been a long day. Uh, I will say this. It's a great show. Yeah. Check it out. The Young Turks. It's on YouTube. He's a big fantasy football guy. And his assistant reached out to me and said, Hey, you know, we like your podcast. And, you know, Sank loves fantasy football. He's been playing forever. And out of this interview, we found out he's an old schooler like we are. Uh, you're an old schooler, but a little wee-wee old schooler less than we are. But he's like a guy that was doing the National in 91 and, and had a great conversation and um, my computer crashed about five, six weeks ago, and uh, it's just taken me a while to get this thing into the mix, and I'm embarrassed by how bad the audio is, but uh, what I want to do is just play this right now, and this is going to be Sank Unger, uh, part of the Young Turks, awesome show on YouTube. Sank on the show right now with us. He's from uh, a great YouTube channel and a great website called the Young Turks. You've probably seen him around talking uh, to many people about politics and current world issues. Uh, really smart guy, and it was awesome to hear that he's such a big fantasy football f- fan. Welcome to the show, Jank. Uh, how you doing, buddy? Great, man. Thanks for having me out, Derek. I appreciate it. Awesome, awesome stuff. So, how long have you been doing fantasy football for? Only 20 years. <laughs> nice. You're like me. You're an old... You're a, you're an old schooler. Hey, that's exactly right. I'm old school through and through. We used to do fantasy football before all the websites and all that stuff. We'd actually go and get the paper and uh, and we'd get it out and give the math and I'd have to see if Barry Sanders, you know, got receiving yards as well as uh, rushing yards. And, uh, I mean, we go back as far as you can possibly go back. In fact, I believe he's in a book about fantasy football called Committed. Uh, we've been playing so long. That is that is awesome. Yeah, those days were fun. It's actually, I, I came across about a year ago, my notebook back from the, the 90s when, uh, you know, you go grab the National uh, or, you know, the, the, actually the, the USA Today it was always really good for uh, how they did their box scores and literally having to hand oh. count. Having to hand count that stuff up, uh, it used to be a lot harder deal to be a commissioner of a league. Now uh, all the hard work just gets done for you, and you got to send out an email every week. Well, there was something great about that. I remember back then the USA Today was the Bible of rotation, right, as we used to call it. Yep. And uh, I remember a 
you have to actually wait until Monday morning, and then grab the paper as early as you could. And I was in law school at the time for part of uh, our fantasy football history. And I remember being in law class, not paying attention at all, and doing the stats from the USA Today in the back of the class. Uh, those were good days. That's hilarious. And I remember uh, in the second year we played, I had what we dubbed the Hall of Fame team. I had Barry Sanders, Jerry Rice. I had all these guys on my team. And, uh, of course, as with all fantasy football stories that ends with, I lost anyway. Can you believe that? Whenever, whenever you have a powerhouse of a team, I had one three years ago, just rolled through the league. Uh, and then whenever that happens, by the good graces of God above, uh, he always makes you pay in week 14, 15. Or if you get all the way there, you go against some some player out of nowhere that just rolls through your team. And it's, uh, you know the deal. There's so much luck involved with this. Uh, this sport, and uh, you know, you, you you get yourself in a good spot and draft a good team, but you need a little extra assistance from above every time if you want to really win it, win the hardware. Yeah, I mean, there's. Uh, you remember the year that uh, Tom Brady threw 50 touchdown passes and half of it to Randy Moss, so they both broke records. Obviously, that was the undefeated year. Yeah, that was 07. Well, I had Tom Brady. Yeah, I had Tom Brady. I also had Randy Moss. I also had the Patriots defense, which was also phenomenal that year. And about 28 other great players. And uh, out of our 20 years of playing, 12 teams, that was the second highest score ever recorded in our league. And I lost. Unbelievable. Did you at least make it to the championship? Yeah, I came in second. But, you know, in fantasy football, here's the second team. Not a goddamn thing. <laughs> that's why you gotta. That's why what we like to do in uh, a couple of my leagues is is it, you get money or you get a trophy for most points. So you know you you still get something at the end of the road when you've got one of those juggernaut teams. Uh, you're you're not left empty-handed. But at the end of the day, I agree with you. You you look at last year's team with the Broncos and how amazing they did with, uh, you know, their offenses and breaking all those scoring records and Manning going ballistic here and there. But they lost the Super Bowl, so it means nothing, you know? And uh, I guess that's a Puritan reason why uh, fantasy football is so great. But it's uh, it, when you have those moments, it can be very frustrating when you don't pull it off. Yep. So, we, and, uh, we have a system that, that rewards points anyway, but still sometimes you get robbed. Like, what we do is a little different than uh, other leagues because uh, we count up the points and we count up your wins, and then when you get into the playoffs, we give you a weighted score. So if you, uh, for every uh, extra win you have over your opponent, you get an extra five points. For every extra, you know, I forget exactly how it is, 100 points or whatever it is, you'll get another five points. Uh, but still, you could have an off week, and another guy could have a monster. Wow, I kind of like that. So that sounds pretty interesting. I'd, uh, I I want to look into that a little deeper. Yeah, that's uh, it's good times. How are your teams doing this year? How many how many leagues do you do? How many leagues do you do? So the main league that I do with my friends from high school and college. Uh, that's the one that's been around for twenty years now. Um, and then normally we we don't like being in multiple leagues. We're very you know 
protective about our league and how awesome it is and all that. And of course, every team their league loves. Um, but for the Young Turks, uh, we we decided to do a league. So obviously, I'm the head of the network. I got to be in the league, right? <laughs> so for T1 Sports, we do a league. So that's the second league that I'm in. And so over the last uh, four years, I've had this crazy situation where uh, I am murdering the TYT League. I mean, highest score, three out of four years, two championships, uh, number one again this year in the fifth year. I can't do anything wrong, right? Every big guy I think is gold. Uh, <laughs> but in my, what I call my real league, right, the, the older league, I can't do anything right. It's, I'm the same guy. I'm picking players, and half the players are even the same players. But I'm getting killed in my friend's league. I, 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 I can't do anything right. It's driving me crazy. <laughs> so those are the two leagues I'm in. I mean, look, I, like this year, I have Marshawn Lynch, right? So he's kicking ass and winning every game in the TYT league. And, like, but he's up, like, every player I have that's the same is doing well. Every player I have differently, like, in the TYP league, they'll be awesome. I'll have Steve Smith, and he'll blow up, right? And on the other side, I'll have Larry Fitzgerald, and he'll suck. I'll have Victor Cruz, and he'll decide to break a leg in the middle of a TD catch, which he, <laughs> I think, unnecessarily dropped. <laughs> It's crazy the way this stuff works. I've, I have the same thing, um, but where, you know, actually in week two, I believe it was. No, actually week one this year. In one league, I'm in three leagues. In one league, I have Andrew Luck, and in the other league, I'm, getting, I'm playing against him. So at one point, I'm down big, and he had that huge first week. And so at one point I was I came back and was and beat the guy that I was playing on I think it was Monday Night Football and in the other league the other guy came back on me with luck and whenever you have those and that's the reason why I, I wish I only did one league and the reason why I think you're kind of saying that you like to stick with your old league it's so crazy when you're going against guy and you're rooting for him but you're or you're you got a guy you're rooting for him but you're playing against him so that you're like kind of not rooting for him at a certain point there was a little bit of a window in that game where I was I'd won the one league but I was still winning the other one by two points so in some weird way I'm like pull a hammy luck you know I'm winning both right now and then obviously he keeps playing and I end up losing the one where I'm going up against him but uh it's those little nuances and little things in fantasy football are the thing that make us want to pound our head against the wall some Sunday nights. But it's the reason why when we're not, when it's not NFL season, we're just pining for more fantasy football. We can't, we can't get enough of it. Yeah. So, I mean, look, I, I got the two leagues. You're right. Obviously, at some point, you end up playing against your own player in one of the leagues. Then I uh, have this pool where I do pick. It's called three two one pool where we picked it, our top three favorite spreads of the, of the week, and then I got these season long bets uh, against certain teams and in favor of certain teams. So on a Sunday, if you watch football with me, I'll be rooting for things that you cannot possibly decide. Right? <laughs> I'm like, all right, I want Steve Smith to get seventy yards, but not more than seventy five yards, and I. Don't want him to score because then the Ravens would win, and I don't want the Ravens to win. But I want him to get enough points so that one of my fantasy teams win. And then, but at the same time, I want the Ravens to cover, right? It, so it's it's endless. 
I'm like, all right, and I'm rooting for the Steelers. So, you know, you got all this. But that's why we love football. We love it. We love it. This is, I didn't like without football, uh, for people who are not football fans, you're missing out on a huge, huge part of life. I agree. I agree. So, who is your favorite team? Where, where, uh, who, who's the who's the team that you stand by? First of all, every year my favorite team is my fantasy football team. There you go. <laughs> so, <laughs> I just keep it real. It, uh, but after that, it's the Steelers, uh, and you know everybody feels bad saying that, and you're supposed to feel bad, and you're supposed to feel like you're not a real fan and stuff. Look, I've been a Steelers fan for what now over 35 years, right? Ever since I came into the country. Um, the Super Bowl 13, when they won 35-31 against the Cowboys, was the first football game I ever watched. Uh, Jack Lambert's missing teeth there in black and gold. And I was like, I love this team. One of the guys on the team is named Mead. What's this guy, Mead Joe Green? I love these guys. Even as an eight-year-old, I love them. Uh, but nonetheless, if I were to keep it real, and you said to me you had a fantasy football championship in my, you know, real league, uh, or uh, you get one, or the Steelers win the Super Bowl, oh, I would ride around and pay it for a while, and then I think I'd take the championship. <laughs> me too, man. Me too. That's 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 pretty hilarious. My, uh, I'm a Bears fan from Chicago, but at the same time, in the same kind of story as you, my dad loved Montana growing up. So the first game that I ever watched was, or remember, I'd say, is 49ers. So there's always been a soft spot in my heart for for the Niners. And then obviously, I started I I started fantasy football in '88, and my first draft pick ever was Jerry Rice. I didn't even know who the guy was essentially at this point. But that he went off and and had did crazy things that year and helped me have a great season and you know he's been my favorite athlete in all of sports ever since. So I'm a Bear fan. If the Bears are playing the Niners in the NFC Championship, it's going to be a. I, I guess I gotta have it go for the Bears just because it'll be more of a party here in Chicago. But it would be a tough selection, and I all my friends hate me whenever I say that. They're always like, "Oh, you're a Niner fan. You're not even a Bear fan." I'm like, I can't be both. <laughs> I got a couple of things to say about that. First of all, I think Jerry Rice is the best football player of all time. And I think that in a sport that's so so much about violence and hitting and tough guys, it's kind of weird to pick a receiver. But he stood above the rest for so long. I mean, that guy is a living legend, and he worked so hard to get there. My favorite story about Jerry Rice is that every day Steve Young and Jerry Rice would uh, race before practice, and Jerry Rice never beat Steve Young. He was not that fast, which is amazing, and he was still the greatest receiver of all time. So That is uh, crazy. Yeah, isn't it amazing? And, um, and I hated the 49ers growing up, uh, but I, I love the Harbaugh left 49ers, so... I've been betting heavy 40 minutes for the last three, four years and making good money doing so. Although my luck might have run out this year with them. Yeah, right. They, I don't think they've been doing what they, uh, what, what what people thought they would. But I guess the Seahawks uh, aren't aren't doing much either. So we'll see. I think those are two teams that'll that'll be there from the NFC at the end when it's all said and done in the NFC Championship. But uh, we'll see. So well, I don't know about that. Let me let me brag just a tiny bit on, on that joke because 
I did not bet on Seattle, obviously. I, I bet on the 49ers who win the division, but I wanted to cover my bet. And so uh, I actually also bet on the Cardinals. I love the Cardinals. Yeah. I took them on over for the season, and I, I took them to go into the playoffs. And then I made an even a little bit bet for them to win the division, which seemed mental when the season began. But that's, that Bruce Arians is a great, great coach. And even though, like, 98 of their team is in the hospital. They still keep on winning. It's, it's, it's awesome. He's doing things his way. You can see he's an older guy that finally got his chance to be a head coach and he learned a lot of great systems from a lot of other great coaches like, um, you know, your guy, he, he was with Cower, right? Um, or was he with Tomlin? Yeah. But, you know, now he's finally getting... Well, he's been with the Steelers for a long time and they have a great, great organization and so... You know, people grow up in that organization, and, and look at all the now. You know, uh, I thought, um, let's just face the Titans did a great job with the Cardinals for a while, brought him to the Super Bowl, obviously. Uh, I think he did a great job as the offensive coordinator with the Chargers. That's a, just an unbelievable system that the Steelers have. Yep, no, it's true. Weisenhunt. Hopefully, he's uh, now that he's got Mettenberger as the starting quarterback. Hopefully, he's got a guy that can pull it all together for him because the whole thing and with the Tennessee Titans and, and uh, right now it's just been locker is not going to get, get it done. And then, uh, you know, it's, they need, they need a spark. So, well, what else, um, as far as, as far as fantasy football goes, what, what's a, is there kind of any mantra or strategy that you kind of stick to year in and year out uh, um, for drafts? or even in-season, something that kind of you think gives you a leg up and uh, that you can talk about um, and, and not have your, your, your league uh, guys there over at the Young Turks and your old friends league uh, get know all your, your, your great strategies. But what, is, what, what do you do that kind of you think is a good technique uh, for your teams that puts, keeps you in the hunt every year? Before you go into your second one, I totally agree. Targets is a huge thing. At pyromaniac.com on our site, since day one, we've always had a targets piece. And then a couple, three years ago, it, it, we, uh, it evolved into targets and touches so that we could, you could look at how running backs are getting the ball. And then last year, we started doing targets, touches, and looks. So you can see how many times a quarterback's dropping back and either running it or throwing it. And I'm telling you, no matter what, as a gospel, as a, as a way to go, a barometer of fantasy football success. Jenk, you are completely right. It is targets, targets. If a guy's getting a lot of targets and he's not scoring a lot of touchdowns, it will come around. And, and, and it, you're just so spot on there. So what else What else is a technique of yours? Yeah, the last two things are I, I watch the preseason games. I set them to record on NFL and then I fast forward through them all. Uh, 
like, so the guy I picked up this year, which is, a, I mean, it seems like a fluke, uh, and you can't quite believe it, but is Anton Smith uh, from the from the Falcons. Yeah. He's like fourth on the depth chart, but even in the preseason, every time he touched the ball, he scored. I'm like, this guy's unbelievable. By the way, I want to shoot the Falcons. <laughs> Give him the ball! He scores 50% of the time again. And that's an exaggeration, but it's actually not much of one. For a while, there, for like four or five games, he scored 83% of the time that he touched the ball. Crazy. And, and it's not like he touched the, goal, you know, the ball by the goal line either. So, watch the preseason games. Don't get too obsessed by them. They can also lead you astray. You know, you got a mix of Uh, you know your your other statement about the preseason is 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 totally correct too. Uh, and the NFL actually this year, I think it was only twenty bucks, but they came out just so you know for next year they have this uh, this package where you can get from the NFL Network online. You can get all the preseason games, uh, and so you you know you, you don't even have to TiVo them. You can just go on demand and go watch all of them the next day afterwards. So I found myself in a lot of a lot of occasions before the drafts and in the preseason sitting on you know pulling up a, a preseason game and kind of like you said float flying through it and checking out who are the guys that might get an ample opportunity if there's an injury or what have you and uh yeah that preseason one's a, a good way to go a, another guy like you were talking about that isn't sexy and people passed up on and it looks like his day has kind of come to a close but Wes Welker I mean that was a guy that just for ages since he went over to the uh, Patriots and even um, you know, last year when, on the uh, Broncos, this is a guy that just is sitting there and you're looking, how is this guy available in the eighth or ninth round? And that is a great call where you just find a couple tried, tried and true kind of guys that people aren't the sexiest on paper but always get it done. And if you can fill a, a couple of slots on your lineup with those guys, they'll always be in your starting lineup and you'll be like, Dan, I love this guy. So I, I completely agree. So, I mean, to your point, uh, and I'll end on this, is that uh, in, the, in my draft this year, eighth and ninth rounds were Wes Walker and Kelvin Benjamin. And oh. Kelvin Benjamin, I think, because I watched the preseason, and I was like, oh, I wasn't sold before the preseason. But in the preseason, I realized that the Panthers throw 50% of the balls to him. So I was like, all right, I'll take him. And those were steals in those rounds. Yeah, and yeah, Calvin, he's a first rounder. Uh, you know, he's got nothing over there, Cam, except for Orton. So, uh, the way that I, my fear with him was that he was going to be slow and not be able to kind of 
uh, do it in the NFL level, but he's he looks like he's a special guy that's going to be in the Pro Bowl for years to come. So um, I completely agree. Well, uh, well, man, you know it's been great having you on the show. Uh, after talking to you and, and kind of looking up, and I've seen you around the way, I'll definitely be sure to uh, check out the Young Turks more often and and talk you guys up in my circles. And uh, on the flip side for you, you know if you're if you if you're ever needing that edge, come check out pyromaniac.com and uh, use the tools and all the great resources that we're we're putting together on a weekly basis. And uh, you know you don't have to tell any of the guys in your leagues about us, but I think you'll really like what we're up to. <laughs> all right, yeah, that sounds great, and I love uh, what the thing you mentioned about touching targets, etc. So I'm gonna check that out on your website. Thank you, Derek. I appreciate it, man. You got it. Have a good one. Thanks for coming on, Jake. Bye bye. Wow, Whew, that sounded great, dude. I literally, I'm now deaf, dumb, and stupid. I'm all three monkeys at the same time right now. Uh, I can't believe how bad that audio was. But user error, user error. But awesome. left the microphone at home. I apologize to everyone over there. But but we'll still, have you on again legitly. And when we do, we just want to welcome you to the family. Yeah. I mean, you know why we. So if you have any doubts or reservations, now is the time to say so. I won't think any less of you. Because once you enter this family, there's no getting out. This family comes before everything else. Everything. Before your wife, and your children, and your mother, and your father. It's a thing of honor. And God forbid, if you get sick or something happens and you can't earn, we'll take care of you. Because that's part of it. You stay within the family. Stay within the family. Yeah, That's sure the way that it goes. Doesn't matter how stupid you get. You in the family. You are in the family. And you're a talented guy, and that was fun as hell to talk to you. Sorry the audio sucked. Uh, if you it's really all good. Yeah. Uh, all right. So let's go on to the next game. Broncos hitting San Diego. God, with the way it's snowing here today in the Shy Town, I wish we were hitting San Diego. Dude. Uh, you know what? I, anybody who's a, a snower, you know, anybody who likes the uh, the skis, like the wood, likes the uh, the the wooden tail, fucking. Wooden tail. I love it. I never skied. That's good. I like that it. Is. Yeah. That's a wooden tail. I like it. I man. wish they all could be California girls now sitting on a beach. Right yeah, absolutely. Now. You know, it'd be great to be in San Diego or Denver, where whichever way you like to go with that one. But hey, this game is going to be a fun tail. one. I love it. It's, it's going to be a fun one. I know? agree. Yeah. I agree. Obviously, you talked earlier. We don't need to go at length. We don't even talk about Peyton Man. You're starting him. He brought you a great season. He had his worst game probably in fantasy football over the last two seasons. Yeah, last hold on. Time, but you're Peyton Manning. This was if you were didn't have a bye and you had Peyton Manning. Go on, go, go into the ham and take the carving knife and stab me here, here. You killed your owners. I beat a guy going against Peyton Manning who scored negative .57 points against me. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm guessing that every single fantasy player who had Peyton Manning last year made the fantasy playoffs. If not 100%, 97.9, yeah. yeah. 98.9, whatever. This year, if you had Peyton Manning, I'm guessing maybe 50% made him. I know our league in the A league, the guy who paid Manning did not make it this year. Or if you did, you didn't have that bye week like you did last year, which would have been so key this year. Absolutely. So like the game that I was in, no bye week, you lose. These last few weeks leading up into the playoffs. Awful. Yeah. It's just it's just been like, okay, I mean, I, I could have started Ryan Fitzpatrick. 
Really? <laughs> yeah. Over a Peyton Manning? Over a Peyton Manning? That would have been great. You know, I, mean, <laughs> I, I could have started Cutler every single week. Even though they, the Bears lose every week, I could have started him over Peyton Manning every week. That's, That's awesome. And that, that goes back crazy? to proof that fantasy football is somewhat of an element and proof that there is a God above and God is playing chess with us human beings and making all of these moves that are going to fuck with anybody. It's proof. In fantasy football. Well, it's God's fantasy. It is. Barrel mushrooms are so far up my ass I can taste blue cream. <laughs> Better and than toe- fingernails. And toenails, yeah. Better than toenails. <laughs> yeah, toenails. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's go on. Uh, let's talk about uh, the running backs. Obviously, C.J. Anderson has gotten is the exact opposite. At the late in the game, you picked up this guy three, four weeks ago. Uh, he really was a catalyst to probably. Is help he going to be okay though? I mean, I do think he is because of the volume. Plain and simply, they're volume running him, and that's what matters a lot when it comes to running back. Running backs have been uh, extremely fickle this year. Obviously, everybody knows it. I mean, you you got guys in the, the, the top ten that nobody would have thought would have been in the top fifty. You know, a top 20 is made up of has-beens, nobodies, rookies, and, uh, you know, toenails. It, it's just, You never know what the fuck you're going to get every single week. But when it comes to a guy like C.J. Anderson, especially for a Denver team that has been running like crazy and running really well, I think you got to start Isn't a C.J. Anderson. Isn't it smart, though, too? It's like we talk about how it's been the change, right? Peyton's been bad in that sense because they're establishing the run. But they're actually trying to do the thing that... Has that killed them from winning the Super Bowl? Establish would be have a running game that you can have established, that you can control the clock, that you are not going to uh, allow the other team to get early jumps on you and put you and make you a one-dimensional team. Mm-hmm. But going into these playoffs and into the Super Bowl, aren't you really nervous that two of these guys aren't they both undrafted? Aren't they both rookies or close to it? That having to rely on these guys to bring you to the promised land. It would be worrisome if I was a Broncos fan, and they do have to rely on the run to really get there and, and not be a one one trick pony. Aren't you worried about them throughout those uh, three Here's years? Here's the thing: playoffs? I'm not so sure that Monte Ball isn't coming back soon. Isn't I? I'm not sure he is. He I, any good? He could be coming back. It might help a little bit. He, listen, the guy he lost a little weight, and he actually looked okay for a play or two before he got injured again. Who knows what happens there? But Ronnie Hillman isn't he coming back? Possibly at some point. I don't that know. would be nice. I mean, he, what, I mean, I would, out of nice? all those guys, I would trust him the most. However, here's the big thing. Um, one of the biggest problems with Denver the last few weeks, Julius Thomas. Injured. You, there's nothing you can do about that, but he's about to come back. Demarius Thomas last week was somewhat injured. Obviously, only had a couple catches for like 15 yards or you know, whatever it was, 11 yards. Not even that or whatever. Those two guys are going to be healthy going down the stretch. They're going to be uh, they're coming back for you this week. I could see them, because those guys are going to be back and healthy, it's going to be a better game for Denver's passing offense. They're going to turn back, back to it a little bit more. They've boosted their run defense, Denver has, so well that San Diego isn't going to be able to do what they did to them last year. They're not going to be able to sit there and run Ryan Matthews, sit there and run a Brandon Oliver or whatever this week. It's, it's just not going to be able to happen. So San Diego's going to have to pass a little bit. That's just what's going to happen. Um, Denver's going to get their chances, and they're going to be able to pass. 
Uh, I think there's going to be a little bit more passing in this game than you would think. I would normally say that this would be a run-controlled, ball-controlled offense type of game, but San Diego isn't going to be able to do that. They weren't able to do that uh, very well against New England last week. They're definitely not going to be able to do it against Denver if they couldn't do it against New England very well. Ryan Matthews is banged up a tiny bit. I, I just I, I think there's some points to be had here, fantasy-wise, when it comes to the passing game. Um, will Keenan Allen be able to do all that much? I don't know. The number one receiver uh, against Denver offense has been, has been okay, but they've been able to keep him in check. Yeah. Malcolm Floyd has been doing pretty well lately, uh, having his catches here and there. But the problem is that Floyd Rivers has been so inconsistent. He had one good game against Baltimore. Otherwise, it's been horrible. It's, yeah, it's... It, you know, it, you go back over his last five weeks, four of his last five games have been have been really, really bad. So now you go into this situation against Denver. I think where the yards and everything are going to come and where the points are going to come, I think it could come in garbage time. I think that's the best opportunity for them is if they're getting blown out and then they just get to throw the ball and Denver takes the uh, foot off the pedal. Well, I mean, the game that they played earlier this year, um, he had to throw the ball a little bit more. He threw 41 freaking times against Denver earlier this year. You can't run on Denver very much. Right. You're going to pass that ball. And if Denver is up by a bunch, which they end up being usually at times, you're going to get a lot of garbage points, as Kyle Orton did last uh, last week. So, last game, he had 252 yards and three touchdowns. Well, no, you that's what Rivers did. Here's the guy that's interesting, Antonio Gates. Yeah. Okay, because you look at what, what you can do as a tight end. Uh, Scott Chandler had eight catches for 81 yards against them. Knew that was coming. Um, you know, you look at a couple, of, there's been a couple other tight ends that have also had nice games against Denver. Yeah. You have opportunities in the, because without Von Miller, uh, you know, they're exposed at linebackers still. So that's where you expose them. And, and through Antonio Gates, and Gates is a guy too. He had the one good game too against Baltimore, and then he just kind of disappeared. But I think he'll reemerge in this game. I fully agree, and it wouldn't shock me if. And what did he, wait, what did he do against them last time when he played them? Five for 54, two touchdown games. Yes. That was big. If Ladarius Green can come back from that concussion, I don't think he does. I don't think he does either. That one was. That was a clean hit too. I don't think that was as. Uh, I don't. The thing is, is it was a clean hit, but it was also unnecessary. It was unnecessary. That's the thing. It's, I, it was clean. It was shoulder. He shoulder. didn't hit him head although, to head. Although his elbow was coming up too. At the, yes, at the same and he was going I, high. Yeah. And that's the thing. He could have gone low, he gone but he low. did go high, and it was if unnecessary. He go, if he would have gone low, he could have broken three ribs and ruptured a spleen. There's that's there you true. go. But yeah, that's the thing. High is now they called the low penalty. Right. If you go too low and you go to the knees, that's Defenseless a receiver. Exactly. You go high, you go to the head. There's only a certain area you can go to, and he didn't it's go It's like the it. strike zone in baseball. Where it is, is it? Fantasy it football, it's a fantasy football in, in, in 2030 is be like, why didn't he get the flag? Why didn't he grab the flag? You let up an 80-yard touchdown. It's going to be flag football. Well, you know what? <laughs> Strangely, if it isn't flag football, there's going to be, in, a, in, fla, in no. fantasy football, there's going to be something to do with flags. How many be? times can your team get flags? No, no, here's what's going to be. And that's going to be a fantasy football Fantasy set. football 2030, flags. it's going to be real steel. But instead of boxing, it's going to be all these guys are wearing suits. And there's going to be 11 guys wearing suits against other guys. And they're, and they're running against nobody. <laughs> the, the machines are playing the game. That sounds like something I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. But I, I think it. you're right, though. I think you're right. 
It's basically suits running it's out. Fan, running it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna be like the old NFL be done. It'll be like the old uh, vibrating uh, uh, football yeah. game. Oh, there we go. Oh, I got oh, that. Got, in that information, the guy that started the Magnavox Odyssey. I'm spacing off his name right now, but he passed away this week at 92. That was the first system that had a video game that was a football video game. Yeah. That was even before the handheld. That Odyssey was back in the mid-70s, and they had a football game that was like little guys running. It was before Intellivision. It was before ColecoVision. It was before Atari's football. So, good. so you're the man. You're one of the godfathers of video games. If that guy, actually he could, because he just died. If that, to think about what he created in the, in the sick. Literally, I think the Magnavox came out in the late 60s, or he invented in the late 60s, it came out in the 70s. For him to watch, like, a Madden 15 oh, right balls, now, could, you, ima- oh, could you imagine this guy being like, I was basically the godfather of this, but this shit's crazy. Yeah. I mean, my little pixelated dudes, amen, rest in peace, thanks for uh, creating this stuff for yeah, us. Absolutely. Do we go on to the next game? We have I say we go on to the next, next game. game. Okay. Again, if we didn't answer anything you got... Uh, player rankings. rankings. Hit us up with a second opinion in the upper right-hand corner of our site. Go to facebook.com forward slash pyromaniac and uh, hit us up there. And then on the flip side of that, uh, you can get us on twitter.com forward slash p-y-r-o-m-a-n. The number one, A-C. And uh, we try to do our best to uh, hit you up there. Guys, I'll do a quick pyro promo. Nobody's been listening to us the last few shows while I've been trying to say this. It's died off. It's tapered off. But hit us up. Help us out. Go to iTunes. Give us a review. We've got 61, maybe 62 reviews. And we've got about 3,500 loyal followers and listeners that listen to the show uh, within the day that it's put out. That is a discrepancy. You guys like us. You love us. You listen to us right away. Take the time. Go over there. Give us a review. We want to be... I don't want to hear about the fucking economy either. I don't want to hear it. So, break it down for them. What two businesses have traditionally been recession-proof since time immemorial? Certain aspects of show business and our thing. Now that's it. That's all I gotta say. Frankly, I'm depressed and ashamed. And hopefully it'll be our thing because there are 35 million and growing people playing fantasy football. Oh yeah. And just so you guys know, there are some exciting things that have happened recently. Not going to mention it at all. Any details of it, but people have been reaching out to us about um, hearing about this podcast and hearing that we're doing something special. And uh, I don't know. We're not going to get too excited about it. We're just going to keep sitting here and doing our work and be workers and trying to hone our craft and get better every week. Uh, But there are some exciting things in the frontier and uh, our, our hard work, guys, and doing this each week is, is paying off. So thanks for being here on the journey. But if you haven't, go over to iTunes. Give us a review. If you found us on Spreaker, you found us on Stitcher, or there's other things that people have – there's Google Play where we've been found on. There's the, the, um, uh, the Sony PlayStation that you can listen to us from. Uh, wow. Yeah, you, you can That's find so us nice. many ways. I'll find out tomorrow. Yeah, Houdini's <laughs> so excited. He's getting his PlayStation 4 tomorrow. But do us a favor. I mean, it just helps us our, our standing. So thank you for doing that, and let's uh, make sure make sure you make it happen. So next game, Vikings uh, at Lions. All Adrian right. Peterson, didn't he have, what, did, wasn't he supposed to have a hearing today? No, I, I haven't heard anything about whether anything happened with that yet. Um, not that I whether think it gets reinstated really, yeah. or not. It doesn't really They're matter. Not but he ain't playing. He, yeah. he ain't 
getting reinstated with the Vikings, I'll tell you that. No, and that, that's what we talked about. Why would the Vikings, who own his rights, they're not going to risk anything. I get Why? it. I get it. To do yeah. anything for you, we're going to trade you and we're going to rape somebody to get as much as we can for you. Um, actually, I, I, let's not mention AP anymore. Agreed. Okay. All right, good. And we're in the playoffs, and if you have AP on your team... Uh, too bad. I was yeah, just a piece of news that I thought Too was bad, so sad. These nuts. Uh, actually, hey, that's fortitude to be able to keep that guy all year in the hopes that he yeah. would actually play for you. It's the playoffs now, and you got fucked. Yeah, nice but they, they, it wasn't them. Vikings the guy who the drafted lines. him dropped him, and these guys picked him up four weeks ago. <laughs> D's, I, I dropped him seven weeks ago. D's, you D's, picked him up. These stitched nuts. These stitched nuts. <laughs> all right, there you go. Vikings at the Lions. They played early this year. Bridgewater had his worst game of the year against the Lions. I do not expect them to do any better this time being at Detroit. How many sacks was that game? It was, was it eight or nine? I think there were eight sacks in a ten-minute span. It was ridiculous. It was Every drop back was sack, sack, sack. It, it was pretty freaking insane. Although, listen, he's gotten better since that game. A lot better, if you ask me. The team has gotten a little better. You get Charles Johnson in there as opposed to a, a Cordero Patterson who can't run a pattern with a shit. Um... You got, Kyle, uh, you got Kyle Rudolph back. Yeah, but it's not a Kyle Rudolph. No, 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 no. Kyle Rudolph is not part of this offense. He has a touchdown. His last two games, what, two catches, seven yards, two catches, nine yards? Hey, at least he's You're going to be there. under ten yards in a big dirty can block pretty well. I understand. But what I'm saying is this. Where Teddy Bridgewater is feeling comfortable throwing the ball, it's not to the tight end. No. No. So, I, if, I look as, if I'm one of these guys, like if you're looking at, at this playoff game, I, I can't tell you, against the Detroit defense, I'm not recommending you to start Kyle Rudolph. I'm not going to tell you not to after looking at what Martellus Bennett did against them a couple I, weeks ago. I understand. Hundred, <laughs> you know. Right, but I, I I get it. I just uh, You know, with as fickle as, as the tight end position is, I can't tell you that there's any single tight end out there that you shouldn't play. Period. Especially but doesn't this have potential? Though, remember, like, oh, he's the guy that we missed all the time. And since he's come back, him and Teddy Bridgewater have not connected. They have not had any type of, of uh, catch. Except for the touchdown. Yeah. Except for the touchdown, which but that's, that was 70% of the tight ends in the league can say that they have not had a touchdown in the last three weeks. Yeah, but there were so many plays that you see. It was a goal line type play. You were wide open. It was an easy touchdown play. That, that's, that's nothing special. When you get two catches in two games... And both of them are a total of under 10 yards. You guys are both right. There's no way that you can say Rudolph's riding a high, Rudolph's riding a high but at the same time, you can't say the same about so many tight ends. And if I was to play a guy on upside, maybe... It's not a bad upside call. Hey, would you start uh, Jermaine Gresham over to uh, Kyle Rudolph? You, you, you know, I, I, can, I consider it. Okay. Uh, w- would you start a uh, Tony Moyaki or a... Uh, well, no. That, see, but you, you're going way down the list, though. How well, far down the list is that? Moyaki's had a couple touchdowns in the last four weeks. And we, we, were, tra- we were testing your Iowa... Uh, hey, Lucia, I know you're running. want to see how much, how much my love goes <laughs> here. I mean, but, Charles yeah. Clay? What's he done? Let's, let's go move on from Rudolph. Yeah. I hope you don't have to play him. But, anyway. but there is something there. And then the, You know what? No, we can keep arguing. You don't know me at all. I know you better than anybody, Tony, even your friends, which is probably why you hate me. It's true. If I ever get married, I'm going to hate my wife the most because she's going to know me the best. All right, moving on to good plays for the Vikings. All right. Uh, First of all, I'm not going to say it's a good play. Any running back play is not a good play against Detroit, but they're going to get Ben take the ball a lot more this week. 
Asiata, they've known they've sh- they've known it for a while, but they didn't have anything. Yeah, to but do what otherwise. are you going to do against Detroit's defense? That's what I just said. Is you're not going to start any of the running backs, but Ben Tate is going to get the majority of the of the touches this week, as opposed to Asiata. And there's a chance that Tate actually does something as opposed to Asiata this week. I'll tell you that right now. Charles Johnson, a pretty decent play. I like Charles. Johnson. I do like a Charles Johnson. I don't think that Jerry's right. It's a terrible play. I don't think that Greg Jennings is a terrible play. They're going to quick pass. They're going to they're going to have to pass the ball. I'll tell you that right now. It's indoors. There's going to be more opportunities. I said, like I've said, and I will always say this: indoors late in the season, you want to take the chance there as opposed to outdoors. Yeah. Here's the thing I would say that's also interesting because you look at the emergence of Charles Johnson. When did the emergence of Charles Johnson happen? When Jarius Wright got hurt. Yes. So now Jarius Wright comes back, and now you and again two very young receivers, where they're looking at themselves as a team here, going, you know, you got Greg Jennings who's old, you got Cordero Patterson who just hasn't done it. Maybe you might be able to do a a, a deal where you're going to include, you could maybe do Cordero as a separate trade, and you got uh, Adrian Peterson as another trade. You got a lot of commodities now that you got that people still want. That will look at and say, I like Cordero's talent. I will trade you for him. I will give you a second round pick for him. Someone might. I don't know. I would. Uh, maybe even a third round. Maybe even a third round was worth it to you if you yeah, know absolutely. what you know that you don't have in him. So this is a team that's like it's on the come in in that sense. Young players that are getting a chance. So and and young players too. Both Johnson and Wright who, as they showed last week, can't break big plays. And Johnson should have had two touchdowns. Absolutely. Yes, he definitely should have had two touchdowns. That touchdown by Jarius Wright last week was just disgusting. (laughs) So is that now the fastest end to an overtime game in the new rules? Wait, what? Is that now the fastest end to an overtime game game in in the the new new rules rules where you have to score a touchdown to end the game? Now, I would, I would it's not the fastest ever of all time because the Bears won still, which was an actual kick return for touchdown against return Detroit. Touchdown. I yeah. remember that. I remember that so clearly. It was so beautiful. Um, but it's also shown ones? every time, like the IBM. Uh, remember? Yes. Yeah. yeah, they do. They show it all the fucking. They time. used to. They used to. Um, they. I, I still see it in my head all the time. But uh, <laughs> that Jarius Wright touchdown was a thing of beauty, and yes, it was probably the quickest on the new rules. Um, going over the Detroit side of the ball. Uh, here's here's the thing with the running backs. Yes, Reggie Bush is back, and yes, he is healthy. And you can tell that he is healthy, and he's fine. But against this Minnesota defense, the running backs that tend to do the best against this Minnesota defense are the bigger backs, the bigger burlier backs who can actually break a tackle or two. That's not what Reggie Bush is about. That's what Joyke Bell is about. Joyke had a great game last hey, week, obviously. And uh, thank God I started him. I had thoughts about not starting him, but then I realized the matchup, and I'm like, you know what, dude, he's got a chance in this game. This is one of those type of games that he's going to actually do something special. I'm not going to sit him. Had a great game out of him. Saved my league. Saved, saved my season. Uh, it was a beautiful thing. That's the same thing against this Minnesota. I think Don was like, I could see him tearing up. He got he got really emotional there. He was so he happy. He was, he was so happy with that start. He's like he's like it just it just all came together. It, it, just, my it, it all came together. Except I did not start Montavious Bryant. I started Val Verde. I got to put you on the brain. I always do. <laughs> so. Um, I do like a, a Joy Bell this week as opposed to a Reggie Bush. I think he gets a, a bunch of carries. And Minnesota gives up the most broken tackles in the entire league, which is something that 
Joy Bell is very good at doing as opposed to a Reggie Bush. Which I'm very thankful uh, for as an IDP player, which is why Harrison Smith gets a lot of tackles. Okay, moving to the running backs, I mean to the uh, wide receivers. Obviously, you're starting at Calvin. Obviously, you're starting at Golden Tate. But, old, but Golden Tate has definitely been hurt by Calvin Johnson. Absolutely. Back. I, I believe it's uh, he has not had a 100-yard game in his last four, and I believe he has not had a touchdown in his last five. Yep. And so, you knew that was going to happen. I hate yeah. to say it, but it's too bad. Sorry. He's and you the can't two. start Eric Ebron because this guy, in his last five weeks now, he goes, 23 yards, 22 yards, 22 yards, 22 yards, 28 yards. And just everything you no read touchdown, about no touchdown, no touchdown, does no not get it. No. Not not making up for the speed of the game and his talents and athleticism. He's got a, he's a get tremendous it. North Carolina University uh, uh, degree. Last week, <laughs> last week, you might need to use it. Last second, they basically said that Joseph Foria was going to start the game. Got him into got hurt. Uh, our, our rankings. He got hurt after his first catch. It was horrible, too. You saw him try to put weight on his leg, and he just dropped. Yep. And I'm watching, I'm like, oh, because I have Stafford. And I'm like, and I'm in the playoff game. I'm like, I need you. Sure enough. You uh, came back into the game. Yeah. Caught a touchdown. Yeah. Me putting him in the rankings definitely helped, my, helped my ranks this week, which was great. But that was... Uh, but that, that, that's, that's exactly what my emotions were. And then he comes back in and he gets a touchdown. Like, how huge is that? Right? Oh, it's huge. Um, you, you sit there. Ebron's a guy who, this is a guy who they said eight was, take overall last was year. the offensive wide receiver at the tight end position, the next prototypical guy. Where does he go? Oh, perfect fit. Detroit with Calvin Johnson. You just like Golden Tate. Got Matthew Stafford. Not a smart football guy. And not, it does, you know what? That means a lot. From one level to the next, how important that you have to have brains to play in this in this game. I think one thing you'll find out over the last couple of years when you look at uh, you guys like uh, like him, like Ebron. Last year it was the dude from Notre Dame on uh, Cincinnati Bengals that I was yeah, said. Yeah, Eifert. Mm-hmm. You're gonna start seeing people aren't gonna be going for these tight ends in the first round anymore. There's a lot more hybrids. Like the, There's a lot oh. of guys that are players that are big wide receivers in college that can move. It's it's kind of the running back thing where wide receivers are a, a wild new position. Thing. You just you just do not need to go super high on, uh, on tight ends. You don't. Minnesota uh, giving up the third, uh, I think it's third or fourth fewest catches to tight ends this year. Five, five uh, so you're not going with the game. Detroit yeah. tight end anyway. Um, so I think that pretty much does it with that game. Sick. All right, 49ers, you suck. Uh, are going to be at the Seahawks on the uprise. Do you mind? Go for it. I think it's a real quick one. You're not starting anybody in San Francisco. Yep. You're starting Lynch. Um, Baldwin isn't a terrible play. Uh, Curse is maybe worth a long shot on a long pass. Uh, the tight ends, probably not against San Francisco. They're actually pretty darn good against the tight ends. I do like Russell Wilson in this game. Uh, he's been running like crazy lately. And you did, did make a great call last week also in your in your rankings. With Russell Wilson, yep, who who put me in a great position in FanDuel, I just didn't finish. Uh, there was actually I <laughs> you got did your part. I didn't, I do, didn't my. do my part. That's right. <laughs> a, I'm not a, blaming you. I had a question last week um, from uh, the White Rat uh, TC, yeah, uh, the White Rabbit. Um, he had a buddy in his league who asked to ask me if he should start Russell Wilson or Tom Brady. That was his team. <laughs> ah, that's right. He's in he was league. playing pretty duckling last week, so it was a big game in our league. I think he beat him too. So, but go on, go on. Oh no, well, maybe he did because he was going against Aaron Rodgers. Freaking kidding me! I'll tell you what happened. I'll find, I, I might be wrong. Get it? Are you fine? Go I'll on. find but out. What did he ask? Find out. Well, he asked, and he said because in that league, 
Um, you get like double points if a quarterback rushes for a touchdown or catches a touchdown or if a running back catches a touchdown. The odd, you know, the odd ones. Uh, How many points do you get if the quarterback catches the touchdown? Double, double, <laughs> what, trip, quadruple. It's double if, what if, a wide receiver if a would get. No, no, it wasn't him. But back he did, he did dethrone like one of the teams that like always wins our league, uh, a sixteen-team league. Pretty Duckling has been defeated by the White Rabbit, Flying T, who TC never wins. Okay. <laughs> well, hey, that, I mean, that's no, awesome. I did Madison. say to start a Russell Wilson over Tom Brady. Russell Wilson had an an awesome freaking game. It was one of those type of games. Anyway. Russell Wilson, um, I think he'd had a really good game against San Fran early this year. Hadn't in the past all that much, but he did this year. I think he has a pretty good game against him again in this one. Marshawn Lynch, I think you definitely get going in this one. And what about Colin Kaepernick? No, uh, Kaepernick, I am literally, he's going to be in my bottom three. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I, I actually agree. started off. I agree. I watch the guy every week, and I'm like, this guy sucks. I started him I'm off Two years ago, I thought 32. he was the next coming of the quarterback position. He sucks. I've done my quarterback rankings. They will be up tomorrow morning. I started him off at 32 and went to see <laughs> if I could move him up. He did move up two spots. I think he's at 30. My nephew running things? Not that Struins. Not in this life. No. Not this life. You got your money, you'll be fine. But, dude, it, the second that Harbaugh's jettisoned from there, Kaepernick might be the quarterback of that team if Carr doesn't do it because his days are numbered in San Francisco if Harbaugh leaves. Yeah, I, right. honestly, I don't think there's anything else to talk about in that game. They're, we're done. We're I got something to talk on. about. I got a Belverde. Storm King Stout. I'm personally drinking Modus Hopperandi, an Indian Pale Ale by Ska Brewing and Dogmatica. I am drinking this. The Silver Bullet. The Bullet, baby. Ever since you saw that... Uh, that was a great movie. Yeah, ever since you saw Gary that movie... Gary Busey and Corey... Corey uh, Feldman. Feldman, yes. No, Corey... No, Corey Ham. It was Corey Ham. It was Corey Ham. Uh, ever since you saw that, you, you knew your beer. You knew your beer company. Yeah, let's I go always feared priests that had an eye patch, too. Cowboys Sunday, and Eagles. Sunday, uh, <laughs> Sunday night football, NBC, Cowboys. This time, you're going to be in Philadelphia. What's going to happen here? I like the way. Let's start with uh, Sanchez. You know, basically, people are kind of surprised that he's he's a competitor and he's doing certain things pretty well. And uh, it's a perfect situation. We've been saying it since he, he signed there, and we've been saying it since we knew that he was probably going to get an opportunity. He is going to succeed in this situation. He's going. He's doing really quite well. I mean, where do you have him ranked? He's not doing incredible. Yeah, no. But no, here's the thing: he has been doing mediocre, just outside of or just inside of top uh, top, top twelve. It's a twelve man league. He's just inside or outside of starter status. Um, he's killed Jeremy Macklin though. Yeah, Macklin is definitely not done. Jordan as Matthews well has done okay with him, but he's killed Jerry Macklin. Yeah, no, of course. One I mean, it's time, I think, yeah. one or the other, and he, yeah, that was also on the first play when when Foles went down. Because Sanchez worked with sure. Matthews a lot sure. more um, with the backup group when they were uh, during practice and stuff. He's got a better rapport with a but Matthews. He also doesn't have a great deep ball, which is where Macklin makes his hay. Absolutely. 
And, and that's the problem for Sanchez. And that's also the problem with this offense is that that's why he is, what you're saying, middling around 11, 10, 12, not 4, 5, 6, 3, 2, 1, because he can't connect on the deep passes. So but Here's a question I have for you, of course. But it's Sanchez, a guy that's been written off. If it was Foles, if Foles was playing right now and never got injured, where do you think he would be sitting with the way he was playing before him? Is he still in that same zone? Is, is Sanchez doing better? Is Sanchez doing worse? Foles wasn't doing all that great. He wasn't either. doing great. And, Foles, he, and his deep ball, I know, his deep ball was I know not he wasn't doing that great, but you know what? He's he still had, one, he was still, everyone on the offense was more confident in him. The offense ran more competently under him. Yes. Whether he was all that, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here. I, I, and again, I, I was high on Foles going into the season based on being Chip Kelly's offense, which is the only reason why we're looking at Mark Sanchez and he's still doing what he's doing. Because it is Chip Kelly's offense. Blame it creates out. opportunities for you. But he's not taking advantage of the opportunities as much as he could. Nick Foles took more advantage. You put a better quarterback, you put a, you put an Aaron Rodgers in that offense, good night. Oh, Jesus. That good night. 60 points a week. Good right. night. So, all right. When it comes to this game, obviously it was not what you thought would happen in this last one. Philadelphia just ran rush-shot all over Dallas, and Dallas had no chance the entire game. All the Sean McCoy, 159 yeah. yards 159 yards in that game, uh, touchdown. Uh, DeMarco ended up with, I think, 79 yards, a rushing touchdown, and another, like, 40 or something receiving as well. So it, wasn't a ter- it was a pretty good game for DeMarco, but only 79 rushing yards. It was pretty weak for him. I, I don't see that happening this time around. Dallas is going to change their game plan. They're going to go a completely different uh, tactic, a a completely different offensive scheme against this Philly team. Obviously, they came up with a complete wrong one last one. Do not expect the exact same thing to happen. Romo will not have his worst game of the year again. He's going to have a decent one in this one. Um, Like I said, I think Sanchez has a decent one as well. I honestly think that Romo has a slightly better game than Sanchez because I think that Philly is probably going to try and run the ball a little bit with McCoy. I think that Dallas is going to be able to pass the ball a little bit against this Philly defense. Who wins the game? It's going to be close. I think Philly wins it. I think Philly wins it. Um, I think that I think Philly has their number in this one. Philly's just too quick of an offense for Dallas. Dallas is not a good enough defense to be able to keep up. With the speed it's of that, matchups, of that right? Okay, and here's offense. where I like the matchups. That's why McCoy has good game against them. That's the, McCoy is a tough deep. If Sean Lee was still on this team right now, I take Dallas because then they should be close. No, I don't know no, if no, one no. linebacker makes the big difference. That linebacker filling holes, hitting every hole where McCoy wants to go on on first move and first contact. That makes a big difference. Not the Sean in the last couple of years when he was. I know. I listen. I'm saying if Sean Lee just played the way he was last year before he got hurt, he would have. That would have been a huge difference in that game on Thanksgiving. Let's let's talk about Ertz. Had a touchdown this week. Do you stay away from the time? I stay away from him because he's so inconsistent that I can't trust what he's doing. Here's a guy that just could not take his game to the next level. Re, re remade. We had we uh, all Brent had we Fred Selleck all of a sudden was, was dead for everyone, for us. For two years, Fred Selleck was dead. I remember two years ago, why did I draft Fred Selleck? And I'll never touch this guy again. And here comes Zach Ertz. You're supposed to be the next Thanks. coming. And now you just Thanks made for bringing up those, those, Selleck those be, be a, a player again. So that 
That bothers me. He doesn't have it's 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 that thing that you need. Yeah. That where it's just which I thought which you remember, which you love right. From, I thought that from watching when we watched him at the combine, I'm like, this guy just seems like he's just malaise. He doesn't seem like he's got that intensity that 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 just I, I want to be a great pro kind right. of thing. Okay, and, uh, let's say you're sitting there with Zach Ertz, uh, Charles Clay, and Scott Chandler as your what as your tight ends because you probably drafted Ertz first. And maybe got lucky and grabbed Clay as your second tight end, and maybe because there were injuries along the way or whatever. I'll go with Ertz because because Dallas defense can't defend the tight end. Exactly. That's the only reason. That's what I'm saying. It it gets another one. If Sean Lee was there as well, he could cover. He can do both. That's that's why I love Sean Lee. Where do you you have Ertz? You could stop McCoy and and, and Ertz at the same time. (laughs) He was. Where do you have Ertz? My magic man. You loved him. We know. We know. He's an IDP beast. Ertz Ertz is is middle of the pack as a tight end, too, if you're starting. Because he's going to get four or five catches. Uh, He's right around 17, 17, 18. Just because every single guy in that zone at this point is a shot in the dark. Yeah, They all are. And you're you're, you're smart to say it. So let's talk about Dez. I put it on Facebook You're the other day. I bought a Dez, throw him up. X got shipped. I wasn't kidding. I literally did buy that tin for. Did that you? Foil. Did you? Did, did. I bought it. It got shipped. <laughs> so psyched to be throwing down the X's with that thing. I'm going to have it on a podcast. It's like a foil 88 with the X. It's got Brian. Let's get that Dang GoPro working. Let's get that GoPro working. I actually one. started uh, charging it last night and thinking about how much we got to get the video going on this shit. What but, kind of douche? Day Rex douche. No, what kind of douche is <laughs> sitting there yelling and screaming in front of a national TV audience when your team is up by 28 at the time, yelling on the sideline because he's not getting the ball? What kind of douche does that? Tell me. Um, can I take... Do, take a few I, guys well, from the I'm past. I'm throwing up the X while saying this. A douche that wants his fantasy owners to get points for him? Why do I feel like I'm watching the Family Feud? Sure. I was, I was hanging out with my girlfriend. We were, we were watching on, on like Saturday Night in bed. Family Feud, Steve Harvey. They must figure out who are the biggest freak of families to put on this show. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Like, oh, every God. answer is, like, either sexual or, like, you know, like... Or hick. But here's the thing. It's the, like, here's yeah. what they realize. What's your Ever's, favorite delicate, uh, delicate dessert? What's your favorite, uh, you know, uh, dessert? It'd be like ant stew, you know, or right. something like that. There was a like, question. I, I love my ants, <laughs> you know. Well, I'll tell you right now. Here's why. And because I'm not talking happened, like the little what, critters either. What used to happen when uh, when Richard Parker, or Richard Dawson, Dawson. sorry, Dawson. Richard Dawson, guy rest his soul, um, when he was on the show, it was all sexual with him. Him inter- kissing the like, women. Hey, what's up? And it was all this innuendo, innuendo. So it was like, hey, let's let the families be interesting. Richard. It was gonna is gonna make this interesting. Once he went, it was like, all right, let's make the fan. It was kind of like, like the Jerry Springer well, effect. I, let's bring on some interesting families. It doesn't matter who. We listen, Harvey. Listen, like, no, hold on. Farts. We listen. Like, we watch. <laughs> we watch your like, answer? No, no, no. We watch three <laughs> episodes job, in a row, and there's like something that's like, what is? Uh, I, I can't remember what, what the one was, but like the answer was penis. And then they're like, what does a man keep in his in his uh, uh, in his, in his medicine cabinet? And the woman goes, this is on Fast Money. And she goes, Viagra. <laughs> and I'm like, what? And then the guy comes out. He's like, a, he's like a sergeant, army sergeant, whatever. Like the most decorated guy I've ever seen. Uh, what's something that a man keeps in his medicine cabinet? 
Uh, Viagra? Uh, uh, try again. <laughs> Obviously, this is her husband. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, with the amount of uh, Family Feud you're watching, I cannot wait for that Xbox to arrive. I know. I mean, me PlayStation 4. You need a PlayStation 4. I have not had If you're any... watching the Family Feud My right PlayStation now, 3 you need to get the FIFA. Yeah. You need to get Call of Duty. I didn't and get, you no. get I got. I, I bought five games. So I got, well, I got the... Um, I got the NBA uh, uh, 15, uh, the 2K 15. 2K, yeah. That, they, they got a they great make, deal. They don't make EA Sports. No, they they we will be no, talking about Cole Beasley in a minute. They, yeah. do, they, do, have, they do have one, though, uh, uh, for EA, but I bought the other one. I did not buy the hockey because it, it said it was horrible. Uh, so I got uh, Madden 2015, of course, and I got... Um, All right, let's move on. Let's talk about Cole Beasley. <laughs> What do you got to say about Cole Beasley? He's the new number two. Houdini's I'm Wednesday done. and okay. Thursday. I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm, he's, he's your what? He's the new number two on that team. And he's always yeah. going to be the number one on that team. But uh, Terrence Williams is a complete non-factor. I complete disagree with I disagree with you in this sense. Okay, He only had three catches for 42 yards. funny. You put him in your pickups. Or you yeah. were going to put him in your pickups. Yeah. And then he scored two touchdowns. And now you're retracting? No. And then I did have him in there. But at the same time, I'll also tell you exactly what Tony Romo said after the game. Okay. Cole is great. But you know what? What's great about Cole is that we have many different guys that can do it. And he may have the game like he had today. And then he may be non-existent for the next two or three games. But then he may come out and have another game where he makes a big play in that game. Big play. Not big plays. He's not giving you 50, 60, 70, 80 yards. He, the two touchdowns? That was against the Chicago Bears. Okay, I've also, um, just just so everybody knows, Tony Romo hasn't said a single word about Terrence Williams in about 10 weeks. So at least he's and talking, and, broken and I talking about I personally, uh, I personally thought, and I think a lot of us agreed, coming into the season, Terrence Williams was going to suck this year. He was not going to have a build on his Great rookie. start. He was not going to have a good year. From that point on, that guy he has been awful. Yeah. Well, absolutely awful. If, if you have him on your team, if you've started him any of the last 10 weeks, I'm sorry that you didn't it's make the playoffs, yeah, but sorry. that was your fault. Well, I, so I'll tell you what. I, got, hold on, I, think, I, I disagree with both of you because he had a great start to the season. He got hampered by Romo getting hurt, Whedon being in there, then he broke the tip of his finger on his, on his hand. You're not going to catch any passes with that. So, yeah, I don't expect anything right now, but if you're telling me about trajectory for next year... I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm on the other side of that one. Uh, I, Somebody I'm, owns I'm this let, guy in a, let, in a fantasy league. Yeah, I'm gonna let, I'm gonna let you two? draft him. But hold on, three of them, one, only one. But here's what I like. I've always liked question. Terrence Woods. I like what he can bring. I hate him. But here's, what, but that doesn't mean I'm right and you're wrong. You could be right and I'm wrong, but I. Guys got so many touchdowns in two years. I more, mean, more so than anything else. Slow, We're talking about playoffs. We're talking about playoffs. Cole Beasley, if you're in the playoffs this week. Can you play him as a flex? Can you play him as a wide receiver three? Let's be honest. You're still crossing we like your him. Honest, honestly, You're crossing no. your damn fingers. So, so yeah. there you go. So it's there you go. Shot we, like what, we like what he can do. He's he's on the upper eyes and on the upswing. But we're trying to win people their first week of their playoffs. Cole Beasley. He's a ain't, guy that. Ain't, listen, ain't this is one of these guys that when they when they catch fire like this, because when they score touchdowns, like Tony said afterward, Cole's great. He's and he was this way last year too. He had a couple two games last year where he really showed up. One of them was on Thanksgiving last year. Another one was a, a little game later. He'll make plays. You know, he'll make you. But it's not a guy that you can go. Okay, now that he made those plays in this game, that transfers to this game. Granted, Philadelphia's defense sucks. Yeah. So if there is a game and you're in a deep, deep league, 
Maybe. Hey, if you had John Brown starting for you, like during that three week, I would stretch start him over John Brown ass. this week. I would start him over John Brown. There was a three week stretch where John Brown was kicking ass yeah. for you, and you're like, "Dude, this guy's the next comment again as well." If you've been starting him for like the last three, four weeks, sorry, you That's got nothing. The problem with all it these might guys. be the same thing with Brandon. You can't ride these yeah. guys for a year. You have to ride them for their wave. Yeah. Wait till and then when they swell, you gotta get off. Get because, off. Cause Sell them. So it's, 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 it's what a wave does in the middle of the ocean. It goes That's up what and down. experienced, awesome fantasy players do: sell high on the swell. Ride the but wave. Also, sell, don't ride too. Ride long. the wave. Don't, when the wave, sell when the, the wave swell. doesn't have yeah, yeah. When the wave doesn't have any swell, you can't ride it anymore. That's true. So keep. Don't. You can't sell it anymore don't, either. Don't, <laughs> don't go for three more weeks thinking that wave is still the wave. But Woo, unfortunately, no one awesome. can sell anything now because we're beyond the all trade deadlines. Absolutely. But, all right, anything else you guys want to say about uh, this game? I, I, it's going to be, look, here's what's going to be fun. This is big fantasy points. This big game. fantasy points in that game and in the next game. The last two, the, the two points. And it's a late game, which is awesome. That's what I'm saying. High, too high volume. Two if of those you miss power out on your uh, fan duel and you're getting killed in the, in the, in the early games, get into those, uh, those 4 p.m. And, and all the late games because there's a lot of fantasy points left in these afternoon games. Nice. nice. All right, Monday night. December 15th, I personally will be in Soldier Field for this game. Will you have your coffin and your nails? Yeah, I've got some really warm gear. I'm going to be drinking, and I'm going to do some pre-game. And Actually, it should be kind of warm from, from what I hear. I think Good. I haven't even looked. I don't even look. Good. Good. Amen. All right, so I wasted some money. Everyone's going to be drunk at that game. I'm definitely pre-gaming and doing uh, the, uh, what, what, what do we call it? Tailgate. Tailgate. Drinking. Yeah. What do you call tailgate. it? A tailgate? I, I, yeah, I'm, an idiot. I'm an idiot. I forgot it. Drinking. I forgot I forgot Jerry Rice's name tonight, for Christ's sake. <laughs> uh, but yeah, going to be there tailgating, doing it, firing it up late night. I think... You know what? I don't, I I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't blame you. my first Monday night football game. No, not true. When I went to University of Kansas, I went to a Kansas City, Joe Montana quarterbacking Monday night football game in Arrowhead. But it's awesome. the first first Bears uh, Monday Night Football game. Right? I just want to make sure that you're going to be in the right mind for this. You know, that's why I make sure. Give it to me. But he's sleeping all the time. He's not taking care of himself. He's not a top guy's at dark moods. Winston Churchill, he drank a quarter brandy before breakfast. And uh, Napoleon, he was a moody fuck too. <laughs> you're our top guy, D-Rex. Done. I want, I want, I want I to have, have a big old speaker, megaphone, whatever, on top of your car. Every 15 minutes... If we break it and something sweet happens, we're gonna do a pyro mobile that's basically Jake and Elwood's mobile Pretty much. with the thing on top and we're gonna do tailgating at the at, at Soldier. Yes. And we're gonna do it every time. It's gonna be a microphone just hanging off the front, it's like the Jaguar symbol on the hood. And we'll just have it be a microphone and you crack your beer and you go. Val Verde, and you can't open a beer without doing it. And all you pyro fans that are in Chicago, you'll even venture out here. In two years, this is happening. Let's go to the next. Let's go to the Saints. What's going to happen here? Uh, Jimmy Graham is going to have a good game. Please, I'm sorry, he had a terrible game for you this last week. The last, last couple weeks. Of weeks, it's been terrible. The, worst, for him. the most terrible of any tight end in the league. Yeah, it's been really, really second bad. round. Pick. It's it's terrible, but um, really this terrible. this ain't going to be the same. This is against the Bears. They're the worst against tight ends. Believe me, he'll be just fine against the Bears. Um, as it comes to the rest of the receivers, listen, they've, the, the, the Saints have not been happy with their team. 
They just jettisoned Joe Morgan. He's now a free agent. Anybody can go pick him up. Wouldn't shock me if the Bears picked him up, to be quite honest, before this game. He got a Val burning. Um, Why not? <laughs> Why not? That's the first fake Val Verde we've done. They um, demoted uh, Vaccaro. Kenny Vaccaro is not going to be starting this game. Wow. They demoted him. He's not going to be a starting safety in this game. Uh, they're, they're looking for any scapegoat they can. From what I hear and from what I see, the Saints are not happy with that team. They're not happy with what's going on there. How could you be? It's, it's, Obviously. It's this is the most winnable division of all time. And they still can't do it. And they, I feel like it's every, a lot of coaching. And they crap out. Coaching. How many games have they lost at home? Is it four games at home now oh they lost? Yeah. Dude. Or the four, the last that. four in a row at home. Do you really think that, I don't know, if the play of this Bears team's playing, what do you, what do you think is going to happen here? They're going to win this game. No, Ooh. the Bears are not going to win. Bears. No, they're not. Yeah, I no, they're, they're not going to win this game. No, they're not. Tell me what's going to happen. Brandon Marshall, I, I, I was being a homer. I want them Without to Brandon no, Marshall right. in this game, tell yeah. me what's going to happen. If Brandon Marshall was right. in this game, the Bears would win this yeah, game. Yeah, okay, I agree. They're, now they're that he's gone, he's that heart and soul that's not there on that offense. It's over. And, again... Dr. Death here in Chicago. Mark Trestman comes out. They ask questions about Mel Tucker. Oh, is Mel Tucker going to be Well, you know, we still need to evaluate. You don't need to evaluate jack shit. You guys are just trying to give us all this bullshit about, you know, they're not firing anyone. They will fire Mel Tucker, but they're not firing Phil Emery. They're not firing Mark Trestman. You don't think so? No. Do you want to know what? This is why they're going to lose. Because they're going in there and going, all we got to do, guys... We win one of our next yeah. games, one of the last two games of the yeah. season. We save all of our jobs. Everything's fine. They are going to get embarrassed in this game. I'm telling you, they lose by three touchdowns in this game. I'm I'm fully on it. I agree. I, 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 I so I love I Kenny Stills. I love Jimmy Graham. Well, I don't love Jimmy Graham because Jimmy Graham is the most annoying guy I've already said. What was he going to do? I'll bet you this. Ben Watson or who's the other guy? 89. Yeah. Whoever that effing dude is. I don't know. Those two guys. How many goal have, line packages I've seen over the last four weeks? He's not in the, the, in the that game. he's not in the game and there's two other tight ends. That's ridiculous. Right. <laughs> split out. Not 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 lined up in oh. court. They're split out. Two tight ends and Jimmy's not there. As I say, every time when they go, the, 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 the guy who's the announcer of the game goes, well, this is the perfect time you're going to have Jimmy Graham. This is a great time for yeah. play action. Oh, Jimmy's not even on the field. <laughs> There's something. Jimmy did something to either Peyton or Breeze. Or he's and really hurt. Or he's and, really and this hurt. Is be and I of, think that definitely is. I it. think that's what it is. Because His it, shoulder's messed. Right. And this is going to be one of those things going to come out after the season. They're going to say, you know what? Uh, we didn't mention it, but you know, I, he basically was amazed to be even be going each week. He could barely lift his arm up over his head, over his head, uh, over the last three weeks. Something it's gonna be, it's gonna be something crazy like that. Something like a creaky. He must have a creaky body like you, Dogmatica. <laughs> <laughs> if, you're, if you're hearing a lot of like, Dogmatica is a contortionist. That was crazy. And he, your your bones are are really like to crack. Uh. Uh, all right, what else do we got to say on this? Bears, not worth talking about. I mean, Jay Cutler, you got you don't have Marshall. Forte is going to have a, an awesome game. Yes, this is, is, right does Jeffrey do anything? Jeffrey's going to have a good game, too. The Saints are horrible on defense. This is going to be one of those games where, but again, I think the Bears are is just going to make... Is it Wilson? Is he going to do Yeah, that? Wilson's going to have a decent game, too. The guy who isn't going to have as good of games as he's been having is Martellus Bennett. New Orleans is good against the tight ends. Even though they gave it up to Greg Olson last week, 
Um, I don't see Martellus Bennett doing quite that. He'll have a decent game, but I don't see it being what Greg Olson did last no, week. No, but you'll also have a good game from Kenny Stills. And yep. you're going to get a good game from Marquise Colston. And the reason you're going to get a good game from Marquise Colston tall. is because not only tall, especially well, especially against the but Bears. The, the the, Kenny Stills is going to get Kyle Fuller. So most likely Colston's going to draw Tim Jennings. They may probably just have to put Jennings on Stills only just because of the height difference. It's 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 that dramatic. And if that happens, Colston should take advantage. And the fact that Nick Toon has started to, to show up more in, in the in the uh, offense, if you're a defense, you have to respect the guys that are younger, faster, and can break a play on you. And Colston's viewed more as that possession-type receiver. But if you know and if you have watched what the Saints are doing on offense, which is pretty much nothing, it's all possession-type football anyway. Tune plays into Colston's hands. Tune. Um, I know nobody has tuned on their team. And it's been a while since I've called his breakout, obviously. But this is a game where I can see him doing something. If they're going to put Tim Jennings, I think they actually might even put Jennings on tune, to be quite honest. Tune doesn't have to worry about Joe Morgan anymore. Tune's going to be entrenched in, in playing in this game. So, I mean, they normally play, a, you know, not normally, but usually play a three wide receiver set. It wouldn't shock me. If Toon had about six catches, seven catches in this game, 88 yards, nine, you know, 90 yards, something like that, wouldn't shock me if he came up with a touchdown as well. He's I like a, he's that's a, a sneaky, that's a sneaky flex. Very play. sneaky, very sneaky. A very sneaky play if you're playing FanDuel or whatever. I guarantee you he's going to be one of the least uh, expensive players in the entire league. If you want to play all huge studs and then take a chance on some way outside play, Toon ain't a bad call for you guys out there. I love it. Anything else we want to say about this game? Guys, I think we're going to close this thing out. Awesome work, as usual. Well, who wish... was the music? We didn't mention that. It's true. It's true. So it's Talking Heads. We open with the Talking Heads, and obviously the outro will be with them as the well. The Talking Heads opener was... Uh, uh, d- b- deliver Me an Angel. Thank you for sending me an angel. Thank you for sending me an angel. The audio clips that Deanie had done, even for our Valverde's, was... Tony Soprano. Well, no, all my Valverdes are always now. I'm, I'm now. This is my new thing. My Valverdes are week specific. All right, fair I'm, enough. I'm trying to I find like as many week specific. Whatever, whatever you got to do, because, we enjoy it. Because Dogmatica gets tired of. It's so good when it hits your lips. Yeah, I got to sneak them in there just to avoid. <laughs> I don't want to hear it anymore. Here, so because, hear a new thing every week. There comes yeah, a point when it isn't so good when it hits my lips. It's I don't awesome hear, when yeah. it hits my lips. I don't want to hear about it. I want to just enjoy it. I don't it care. We about, you know what? To close out, though, we don't even care about what hits your lips. What do we care about? Some more action. We love you guys. Thank you. Good luck. Playoffs.
would you like some of my tapioca?